0: to another episode of Just Talking. Just Talking. My name is Michael Lipton. And I'm Josh. And we got another episode coming your way. This week we got some uh, quick hits as always. And then we've got um, a couple specific things. We've got our jam session. We're going to talk about Violator by Depeche Mode. Uh, We're going to have a discussion on the year 2021 and what we think it's going to be like. And um, then we're going to have our uh, movie of the week, which is going to be Battle Royale. But um, first, Josh, how about you lead us in with some quick hits?
1: Yeah, so I mean, most of the quick hits this week have to do with sports, and it's it's been a busy month of, of sports transaction and news. So let's not bear the lead, though. Let's start with the biggest one, I think, which is the George Springer signing for the Blue Jays.
0: Yeah, this is definitely... Um, this is our, our biggest free agent signing ever as, as a team, isn't it?
1: For sure, yeah. So, I mean, by dollar value, yes. Uh, the the next biggest signing we made was Vernon, but that wasn't a free agent. He was already on the team. In-
0: yeah, that was an e- extension.
1: Yeah. And also, I mean... Given the time, it was about 15 years ago. It was a big one. It was about 123 over seven.
0: Yeah, so when you account for baseball inflation, that, is, that was a huge signing at the
1: Massive. time. Massive, and not a good one. So we're hoping this one, this time we signed a center field for big money. I'm hoping this time it'll, it'll go a lot better.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, the one thing I'll say is when that contract started to look bad, we, we got rid of it, though. Like, at the perfect time, that was...
1: Yeah, I mean, it still was not... It was still probably been better if we hadn't signed it overall. But yes, one of the biggest moves Alex... Had, like when people talk Alex Anthopoulos, they think of the David Price move, they think of uh the Tulowitzki move, all these moves. To me, the biggest one was the Vernon Wells deal. And we didn't get much for him, but like to get rid of that big a contract and get basically nothing for it for a bad player, I think is a positive. And maybe that will lead into the next one. So we'll 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 leave a little breadcrumbs on dropping big big contracts and, and what you can get for them.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, but uh, so Springer, huge, huge upgrade for us because he's going to be middle of uh, middle of the lineup bat, and he's going to also play. Uh, inc- but he's going to make our defense a lot better because I feel he's going to play center field, and then we're going to have you think Guriel and Hernandez in the corners, and then or what's going to happen with Grichuk
1: then? Or- Grichuk's probably going to be either a fourth outfielder or he'll play uh, versus lefties. Uh, would be my bet, is I think we're going to do a lot of different guys are going to play depending on if it's lefty-righty. So, you know, maybe Rowdy Telez plays uh, against righties but sits against lefties. And I think we're going to see a lot of uh, guys kind of moving in and out of the lineup. But I think that our core, our core is pretty set. with. And I know you said middle of the order. I, I think Springer might hit first.
0: You really think so? I heard people say that, but I feel like we're going to keep... Um... Is you? Yeah, um... No, Biggio's not gonna hit hit first. Um, Biggio, did Biggio hit first most of last year? I thought Bichette was hitting first. For I thought of-
1: Bichette hit first or second, and yeah. I, I don't know. To me, I think Springer might be an ideal number one or two. I kind of like him as the two. Same. Uh, I've I've seen some ones. I saw, read an article and I just disagree with it top to bottom about uh, where they s- hit. But like I, I actually think it might make most sense. Springer one. Bichette, too. I would switch those, but yeah. Yeah? Um, then I might go... So you'd go Bichette, then Springer? Yeah. And then who? Um. Uh, I might go Teoscar.
0: Yeah, I can see that.
1: And then I might go uh, Vladdy, then Simeons. Yeah. And then Griel. And then Biggio, and who am I missing? Am I missing? Catcher. Catcher's all the, I think Catcher's nine, but am I missing someone else?
0: Um, whoever's DHing, which would be Gritchick versus, to- or Tellez or
1: something like that. Yeah, and like I think that. those guys are farther down. I'm not okay. a big fan of either of them, to be honest. Um, Yeah, this guy had Telez hitting like th- third or fourth, and I was like, what? Not a chance. Yeah, not no. a chance. He's like, he had a hot start. And I was like, yeah, in, a- in 20 games, and only like when you look at it just against righties or whatever it was.
0: Yeah, that that is a terrible article. Um, yeah. But um, so so you also mentioned there that, that we signed um, our our someone to play second base for us. We're gonna have Marcus Simeon play yes. second base, which I I love that signing personally. I am a huge fan because it's just one year. Yep. Uh, so there's no long term risk. It's eighteen. Is what eighteen million dollars? Eighteen million. And so he had uh, a down year last year and a huge year before that. But if you like average out his last like five or six years, even if he has like a Pretty average or below average season. He'll be worth that eighteen million at like I'm putting it at like what seven million dollars a win is like yeah. approximately where we're at now. It, so
1: it's a it's a it's a want to say it's a can't lose signing, but it's a super low risk, very high upside move. Yeah. Because so for most of his career, he was like a league average hitter who was a below average shortstop, and then he was an okay shortstop, then he was a good shortstop, then he had a great hitting year, and then last year he was above average hitter so it wasn't like bad yeah but he was it was a huge step back from his like near mvp level yeah. the year before but a was a shortened season b he picked it up in the playoffs so i'm like even if he's league average and he's a solid second baseman i'm assuming moving from short to second you get better yeah it's a good move and there's huge upside because huge like he upside. could he could recapture that magic that's why i think it will depend where he hits i said he he could also hit two if you really wanted if he starts hitting well again he could hit two or three um, but I I'm saying he hits later I, I think I said six which I think is like he's a good player but not great and again it could also depend with how Gurriel does and Gurriel's better against lefties or righties so it will depend and I think you're, you're going to see some interesting lineups but I think this is the best team we've had in a while
0: yeah um I also like the fact that Pretty much no matter what, we'll be able to give him a qualifying offer at the end of this year because I, I expect that no matter what, he'll perform to that level. So even if even if he is only with us for one year, which also doesn't block us from bringing up guys like Groshans and, and our, our prospects down the line, we'll probably get a pick out of this as well. So this is, I, I see in the short term, this is great. With a lot of upside in the short term and, and benefits in the long term potentially as well. It's, yeah.
1: uh, Not an overpay, big upside, could get a pick out of it um it also like you said doesn't block any future guys and let's say the team really doesn't perform you can always flip him at yeah. the tread deadline like if he's playing well but the team's just not doing it there, there's there's so many options like the way i always like to look at it is again you can't say like it's a good move it's like how many options do you have for like the way that things can go and it goes right there's like 20 ways this could go right and almost none that this could go wrong this is a, this is a great move yeah i'm i'm a huge fan of this move i think this is um
0: this is this has the potential to be the one of the best mo- like if, if he recaptures that 2019 magic even like 50% of the way back to that this is going to look like one of the best signings of the entire yeah. offseason.
1: Now let's talk about the Springer signing. So like obviously probably he's the premier free agent this year.
0: Yeah, I would say him or some people would probably might say Real Muto,
1: but that's no. Yeah. Realmuto is not going to he he resigned in the end with the Phillies.
0: Yeah, for like a uh, five one ten or something like that. Yeah,
1: so just again, not that dollars are everything, but like in general, if one guy goes for more, then you'd, you'd assume that he is the more premier one. Um, Springer to me was the premier one. I love Riemuoto. Not taking anything away from him, but I guess you could say I, I thought you were going to say if anything it was between uh, Springer and Bauer.
0: Oh, I thought we were talking just position players. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, yeah,
0: he's. Uh, talking just position players it's him or rio miyoto and i choose springer of those two and of all players i mean it's it's i i don't like comparing pitchers and eh. i mean here's the thing though if if bauer only signs one year which is a a possibility then i actually really like signing pitchers like that because pitchers one of the big things is that there's so much risk to to arm injuries yeah but if you keep going year to year you're like you're limiting your your risk
1: a lot more on those sorts of things. For sure. Even though not just that it's, I mean, yeah, I'll, it's else. I thought Bauer was going to go year to year. He said he was, because I think he said, you know, overall, you, why would I give a discount just to take a long term? I'm going to bet on myself, but I'm sure the pandemic has changed that. Yeah. A lot of people. Yeah. Um, so I would love for us to still be able to sign him, but I don't think he's going to. But I think he's going to get about the same as, as the Jays, maybe, or about as Springer. And I think maybe even a little more, but I don't know. I, I, so my thing about Springer, love love that we signed him. I think we gave him a little too much.
0: Yeah, but, um, I mean, if, if after the pandemic things pick up again, then... We'll go back to the rate of baseball inflation that we had
1: before, and it won't look so bad. Well, I don't think it's bad. That's my thing. I don't think it's bad, but like every indication was like the Mets said they wouldn't go over what was it like 120. So I'm like, so why do we give 30 million more? Was that the 25 percent? Yeah, yeah. It just seems weird that like they said we wouldn't go this high, and yes, maybe if we gave the exact same amount he preferred them and maybe even if we went 5% over 10% over i'm sure there were like we probably had to but i was like i my internal projection my brain was like 135 so in the end it's like not that's what i thought it would take yeah. and it seems like we just like said screw it let's not let's not fiddle around let's just give it to them um and i agree like same and but that was my other thing it's like the pandemic has has hurt a lot of owners they're they're short on cash. They didn't make as much last year, and I've read some articles about people needing to take out short-term loans. Or I don't know if you know, um, the Red Sox did a SPAC. I mean, uh, this special purpose acquisition unit. They they basically put the a part of the Red Sox you can now buy publicly through a company called Red Ball Acquisition Corp. So I am a small owner in the in the Boston Red Sox.
0: Uh, didn't um what's the name Billy Bean have something to do with yeah
1: that yeah yeah so the owner who made his money in hedge funds i think he got billy bean to kind of run the organization called red ball acquisition corp to it also owns i think liverpool fc and maybe another soccer team so it's got like a couple different sports teams um and like but they wanted to raise extra money because it's obviously they their revenues were hit so i thought oh wow owners have revenues hit. There's still the pandemic. You don't know if you're going to get all your money. I thought, you know who's got the most money of all the owners?
0: Rogers. Yeah. Or Rogers, yeah.
1: So I thought we would sweep in and get everyone for like below market. So it was just between me thinking, hey, it's going to be below market and us paying way over market, I thought it was a little strange, but I'm still very happy to have Springer.
0: Yeah, definitely very happy to have him. Um, yeah, uh, I, I think it's going to be a type of move that – also I, I was reading on a lot of things people were talking about oh atkins and shapiro they're not going to spend the money that they need to and you saw uh marcus stroman's tweet like the day marcus stroman tweeted like two days before they signed him saying those that ownership will never spend the money to to surround this core with the uh, people that they need and then like just not on you Stroman. <laughs> just not on you yeah Um, then like a two days later, Springer and shortly after that, Semyon and and stuff like that, where it's just like, Hmm,
1: again, I I think people underrate this ownership group. Again, I still will fault them in some respects, but I think they're doing uh, an amazing job. I still give them an A mark overall, like for their entire tenure, they have not made, they have almost made no bad moves. Their only bad moves have been, they have not sometimes been risk. They've been too risk averse sometimes uh Anthopolis was uh I want to say he was a gambler but he was like willing to put all his chips in the middle when it made sense these are guys who are just checking (laughs) every time check 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 fold 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 check check fold and like they're waiting until they have pocket aces before they go in so they when they make a move it's a good move but they wait too often that's my only uh fault of them and again this year I will say they went in on Springer I, all my, but like when you look back on every move they've made, I I've, I cannot fault many moves they've made.
0: No, I, I can't do. I
1: said wait, waiting on Donaldson. That was the only one that I think was like the biggest one. And again, it's not that they, they they we, it's not that a move they made was bad. It's that they should have made a move sooner.
0: It's it's hard when, I mean, Donaldson was what, like the best player that had been on the team in a, in a while. Probably, uh, has he is the
1: best player ever. Um. Alomar? I honestly think Donaldson might be... Did Alomar win an MVP? I don't think so. But, I mean, he he is in
0: the Hall, which is like... Well, <laughs> okay, he's in the Hall,
1: but uh, the Hall of Fame is... And I guess this also gets to, like, peak versus uh, longevity. Like, the Hall is a career accomplishment. Donaldson was a nobody for his first... Like, he, he was in the minors still until, what, like, 26? 20- Six twenty. i don't know he, he was a late bloomer for sure yeah, yeah. I mean, same with batista is batista gonna make the hall no but his peak was pretty damn good
0: yeah he did have a five-year run oh uh, that was and pretty I, amazing
1: i think that five and same i think if you look at donson like he might have a five-year run that's probably better than alomar's i can't i don't know off but i'm like thinking probably peak probably yeah
0: uh actually speaking of the hall um since we last recorded, it was announced that no one's making it in this year to the Baseball Hall of Fame, which I guess I don't know. I I did find it kind of annoying that there were like several like it was listed that there were a bunch of people who put zero names on their ballot at all. I think I if t- you
1: put zero names, you should have your uh, ballot revoked. You should need to like literally. It should be like, thank you for your service. Goodbye. You're not in the. You're not voting on the hall anymore.
0: Yeah. Uh And like. <laughs> I don't know. What did you think about no one making it in this year? Because like
1: I, anti it again. Yeah. Uh, to me, this is these are the same people that almost again. There's one hero every one person in the in the baseball writers who I respect more than anyone. I don't know who it is. The person who didn't vote for Derek Jeter, so he wasn't or was it Derek Jeter? Or yeah. Derek Jeter. Yeah. If he was the unanimous, I would have. I would have. I want to even say it. it. It's so silly that he who is a very middling uh, Hall of Famer. When you look at his career stats, extremely middling. Yeah. Um, and then these same people that voted for Derek Jeter then go, yeah, no one here. No one. And there's, I think there's five players who are more worthy of being in the Hall than Derek Jeter. And yet, obviously, some of these are not nice people. I, again, Derek Jeter's got the brand, no doubt about it. Yeah. And some of these people, Barry Bonds, no one wants to vote for Barry Bonds. But Barry Bonds, even before he did steroids, he, he, was...
0: Like, the fact that he's not in is still
1: it's no, ridiculous. It, it's, it's literally just a punishment. And I get it. It's the same with, like, I personally think the second Pete Rose dies, they'll put him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. It's like a punishment. But I'm like, to me, it's silly because um, even if you just separated it out as Barry Bonds and, like, Barry Bonds steroids and you're like, Barry Bonds retired right when he took steroids, his pre-steroid yeah. career is... Unbelievable. Yeah, no, he would like if he had
0: retired the day that he first took steroids. If if there, he would have made them, he would have made the Hall of Fame the day he retired, like easily. Yeah, it's it's so dumb to me, and it's not like there weren't drugs in the game before steroids. Like how I I, how People many doing even, greenies? Yeah, and- that's. But that was different, Ugh. and yeah. the the same it's the, the same players that were taking greenies are are like the same people who are like rallying against bonds making it's so
1: silly not <sighs> just that it's it is an age thing where you look at the age of the writers and those writers who've been writing for you know in the last ten fifteen twenty years the the younger crowd who um you know the, I'll say they grow up with the analytics and it, they vote overwhelmingly these types of players and it's the old grouchy guys yelling from their couch who are not Arr, voting. Our
0: old man yells at clouds it, literally yeah. that's
1: that's who's not voting for it. It's these old guys who that's the other thing not not to make it a political thing but like people hold office and i'm gonna say it in a people hold office for far too long and their role is no longer relevant the world changes even baseball changes and to compare it to politics you know, why are there 100-year-old people who are senators voting on stem cell research and shit? Doesn't make any sense. So I think same thing. There should just be like, I thank you for your service. You're off the baseball writing. Uh, was it the Baseball Writers of America?
0: Yeah. Uh, baseball Writers Association of America.
1: WAA. B I think it's BBWA.
0: I think baseball is listed as two words which is just so you're already wrong and you yeah. guys are writers so you yeah. guys should get this right maybe maybe I'm the one who's misremembering it but I actually think it might be the BBWAA but um yeah sticking with baseball we had uh, a big big trade um a couple of days ago where we're, I I still don't think all the details have been released from it for the Arenado trade
1: yeah so it's so one it's a little tough to to judge a deal that everyone's not a hundred official and it's also weird that you would announce a deal before it's official but I mean, I guess they're just like, let's just rip that Band-Aid off. We're trading him. We're trading yeah. him. We'll, fig- we'll figure it out, but he's hey, gone.
0: In terms of announcing deals before they're they're official, uh,
1: Michael Brantley.
0: That was a whole well, thing. Well, that's
1: what the, yeah, I know. That was a whole thing. But I also think that was not them announcing it. That's my point. No. Deals, was- deals are rarely announced by teams anymore. It's always someone leaking. Yeah. It was, uh, but um, so
0: Arenado's going to St. Louis. Um, is it, Where do you put him in terms of like all third baseman in baseball? He's number one?
1: think i there's no doubt he's top three, and I would probably say he's number one, yeah it, like he's better than who who else is there's he's machado yeah I think he's better than machado,
0: yeah, I agree i I don't know I, yeah, I guess he's just number one I don't but he had a down year in in he had a very down year
1: last year i don't I don't think' also it as indicative same it's first of all, short season, weird season, and like small sample size, so I'm like anything can happen, and it's one year when you look at the last five years. Easily, he's the number one third baseman, and he's been so consistent. Yeah. Now, you could say he also has like eight. Has he won a gold glove every
0: year? Basically, of his every career? year. I think it might be every single one, Yeah. which is kind of.
1: I also thought it was amazing. funny that the scouting reports when he was coming up said he was, he, they didn't even think he could stick a third, and it's like, and gold gloves. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, those, uh, those people in baseball, they know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I also think it's the, uh, the stagnation fallacy where people assume that how it's going to be a story it's always going to be that way it's like no things change uh players get better and i i, I like listen you can only scout what you see yeah but people people improve like no one you can't say batista he's terrible but if he completely changed his mechanics i could see him being a 50 homer hit it. it's like that's true of everyone if he got better he'd be a lot better
0: wow <laughs> deep wisdom right there I but know. um what we do know about the trade is that $50 million is going with Arenado to the Cardinals, yeah. which is like a quarter of his remaining contract.
1: Yep. He's owed, I think, 199 and so, yeah. Yeah, so that's a pretty nice chunk of change Sizable to come with chunk. you.
0: And then the return is like mostly unknown, but there's like a bunch of names that I've heard. I've heard Austin Gomer, who's, um I guess they're seeing as, as a starter, but like
1: I don't really like. It's basically two guys who are. Not in St. Louis's top 10 prospects. So, like, let's just call them what they are. Like, men who kind of sit at the end of the bench. Yeah. bench warmers. Uh, like, maybe they make, you know, they pitch in relief. Maybe one of them turns out to be better than we think. But, like, we can only judge what we know about them. So, either they're the greatest scouters ever or, like, let's just judge what, they, what we see. And this Gomer guy who would have been the fifth starter probably on St. Louis. And, again... He's young, he's cost controlled, and he's probably he's not terrible. He maybe he's got upside. Maybe they see something. I'm I'm more willing to give them a little bit of the benefit the out there. But to me, this is like you got a cost controlled average-ish pitcher and two flyers. Yeah,
0: and, and like this pitcher Gomer, like last year in, in 29 innings, like most of his like benefit of having a good ERA was from like having a four percent home run for fly yeah. ball, and that like. That that's not gonna last when you go to uh, to Colorado
1: for sure. And again, I said I'm like the optimistic view is like he's a fourth or third. Like again, yeah. he anyone can learn a new pitch and he could become a great start. But like knowing what we know, it's like he's a back end rotation guy and maybe he's a good back end rotation guy or maybe he loses a little command and he gets hit hard in Colorado and he falls out of the rotation completely and is a sixth starter and he's you know a replacement. That's the best piece. Yeah. It's, and it's what did like- it take to get that? They had to pay fifty million dollars for the right to get three mediocre pieces. Yeah, it's it's
0: this is let's like this is an F grade for
1: for for color negative F. Yeah, (laughs) this yeah so like I read an article that said this is and it it was interesting. It said like you know in some ways you look at the you know the free market. Hey, if this is the best they could do, this is the best they could do. To me, this makes no sense to me. So you're owed he's owed one hundred ninety nine. But really, you're only saving 150 of that because you had to pay 50 anyway. Yeah. So you got to compare this to 150. 1st off, he's got an opt-out after this year. So if he has a great year, he could easily opt-out, in which case you owe nothing, and you'd actually probably be better off if he just opted out at the end of this year. Get the, put the qualifying offer and... Put, put a qualifying offer on him, get, get a pick, pick. Yeah. and don't spend $50 million, and have a good player. So it's like, hey, we got one season of a better player, saved the money, and got a pick so like a trade is already bad if you're like if you had just opted out we would have done even better like that's already you know it's terrible yeah this is this is like well this is one of the worst trades worst trade yeah yeah so and not just that this trade was given two years ago yeah this is bad this is really bad and so it just i don't know i it also the the real thing that made me wonder was like it brought up again um player options like opt-outs and, opt-outs. and so, yeah. yeah, well
0: that's options really, and opt-outs. Yeah, really,
1: what uh opt-out is is an option. It's like it's a, it's a multi-year option. The second option. half of the deal is an option. Yeah, it's a multi-year option is yeah. the best way to put it. So uh, that's the other thing. In order to get this trade through, because he has a no-trade clause, yeah, he had to uh, the, full no-trade clause. Yeah, the Cardinals needed to agree to also give him a second opt-out in twenty twenty-one. So now he could opt out in 2020. Sorry, in 2022. So he could opt out in 2021 or in 2022. So it makes sense why the Cardinals want to get, wouldn't want to give up much because they're like, hey,
0: yeah, he can disappear. He in could leave in a year or he could leave in two years. Here's the thing, and that if he does leave though, with the 50 million that they got, they'll actually do better, make money on I that. Know. Yeah, it, that's are <laughs> like,
1: yeah. So for them, it's like, hold on, if he opts out in a year, we do better. If he opts out in two years, we do better. The only way it could be bad is if he does terrible. Like, again, and any deal is bad. If you get injured and never play again or whatever, then they have a shitty player who they had to pay $150 million for. But that's true of any deal. Any time, if the player doesn't perform well, it's going to be a bad deal. Yeah, but this guy is not, like... like No, again, you literally have to believe last year, which was a down year, is the sign of him falling off a cliff. Which
0: I, I, I don't, absolutely I don't. don't. Think,
1: I know. And again, anything could happen. But, like, to me... Again, just looking at it, what has to go right for this deal to be good for St. Louis is if he plays really well and opts out, it's, it's pretty good. If he plays two years and then opts out, it's pretty good. If he plays really, he plays pretty well for the whole contract, it's good. The only way it's not good for St. Louis is if he's terrible. Is if for the, he's terrible if the, the whole time. Yeah. yeah, that's the only way it loses. How, how is this good for the Rockies? Nothing. It's like one of these guys has to hit big. That's the only way it's good. They have to have God. Not just uh, big. Pretty, pretty big, I would think. Yeah, they. it makes no sense to me. And it it shows that, to me, it's all about, like, long-term vision. Like, a move that you made two years ago that already is biting you in the ass this bad means you have no long-term vision. You have no foresight. And now I hear they're trying to trade story. Like, they're just a shit show of an organization. And again, maybe you say, well, they, they're over-levered and they need to pay bills because of the pandemic, and otherwise we wouldn't have been forced to do that. Like is it possible? Yes, but uh, you know, the Rockies do not do not seem to be an organization that was I'm not giving them the benefit. I'm not giving them the benefit of the doubt and there were other options. It's the same with when the Red Sox traded Mookie Betts, which I thought was a terrible deal to save money. I'm thinking you're the fucking Red Sox. And that was before the pandemic. At least they got something for it. Yeah. And Mookie um, at least only had one year left, but like so that was a little more understandable but still like I hate organizations trading to save money i, I don't yeah. mind if you're hey we're 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 moving on we we're in a we need to change uh you know we're, we're doing a rebuild but like just the only benefit here is saving money there is no prospects there's no nothing
0: yeah this is just it's just bad um all right what else uh moving on from baseball there's been one other really big trade in sports um uh, pretty recently which was the matthew stafford trade um where Matthew Stafford was traded to the Rams for Jared Goff, two first-round picks, and a third—I believe that was the um, yep. total. So the Rams are. I, this is gonna be, what seven straight years without a first-round pick now?
1: Yep. Yeah. I, I, I want not say has it hurt. Th- so, so one. What do you think of the deal?
0: I think that Detroit did really well for
1: yep. they like it was it,
0: for for a situation where this guy wasn't gonna play for you next year. You this is about the best return that you could have possibly imagined oh, this, them getting.
1: This is great, if you ask me. This is uh, to me, I heard someone say this is like an F grade for the Rams. I personally think it's a bit of a win win. I I think that it's a it's an amazing deal from the Lions and you can yeah. see why. They're rebuilding. They need picks. And so And and they also
0: have a for Goff, he's owed a lot of money, but like in two years they can cut him with a very small hit at that
1: point. Yeah, and, and not just that. Like you weren't winning with Stafford. No. So what is the downside to going, hey, we picked up two picks. We got another guy who is a former first overall pick and has not been bad. Goff has not been bad. He hasn't been great. There's been
0: times where he's been bad.
1: Yeah, but I also think like worst case, you have an expensive game manager and you paid a bunch of money to get two picks. I think that's a fine move given your situation. You're not winning anyway. Yeah. And I th- I could see I could easily see him if given The right situation, Goff still being a solid player. Yeah. And I
0: I like, given the fact that they've got the ability to like cut him in two years with only, at that point, I only think it'd be like an 8 million hit to them. You got two years to figure out what you've got with Goff. And in that time, you got a lot of picks to rebuild with. I don't, and chances are you'll probably draft a quarterback sometime in the next two years. I don't think this year, because I think by the time it gets to number seven, they'll probably be picking what like the the third or fourth quarterback on the board by that point because i think i think uh number 1 pick is definitely It's definitely yeah so it's going to be a quarterback and then i think the jets and maybe the falcons also pick quarterbacks cuz i think that falcons might move on from ryan and i think the jets should just be realize oh yeah sam darnold is just not going to be the guy we thought i don't he
1: hate was. sam darnold actually i've heard some people say he's going to go to the colts and i think that would be an interesting move I yeah. think he could—I actually think he could be—listen, I don't think he's great either, <laughs> but I think he's <laughs> underrated. I think he's, like, an average-ish quarterback. Yeah. Um, or he could be. I think he, could, he easily could be an average-ish quarterback. Now, back to the Rams, who I've heard some—oh, t- uh, my God, given up two picks. And blah, blah. To me, you're already all in. You already gave up all these picks. This is your time to win. You've got Sue. You've got—sorry. Uh, dar- you've got dar- Donald. Donald. You've got um, who's the cornerback that they gave a uh, Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey. Yeah. You've got a Grade D. You've got some weapons on the outside in Cup, um, and I like Robert Woods a lot too. You've got a solid offensive line, and some people say, "Oh, Akers is gonna be a run again." To me, running backs are a dime a dozen, and they've got a dozen of them at this point. It's true. <laughs> Henderson, so, Acres, and they got one more in there, don't they? Malcolm Brown also. Yeah. So if you think. So then the question becomes, you know, hey, we had this sunk cost in in golf, We had to get rid of it. Again, do I think it was the best move? No, I wouldn't give them it. I would give the Lions an A, and I would give the Rams a C plus or maybe a B minus.
0: Yeah, I agree, because I think they just recognize they've got a window of contention. Yeah, you and have then, to go for it. And you have to go for it. And I just think they've realized that golf isn't the one to get there. I do think that they gave up. Too much. much for a because qu- I think Matthew Stafford is a really good quarterback, but he's not next level good. Yeah.
1: I, well, here's my question yeah. Is Matt Ryan still under contract next year? Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Yeah, I think so. I i think you could have probably gone in on Matt Ryan, given up less, and that would have been a better deal. But I, but Stafford. maybe they wouldn't have done golf. Yeah. I
0: don't know. I'm also interested to see what Matthew Stafford will look like on any team that isn't the lions. Cause I, I kind of feel like maybe you're just like, maybe he would have been great if he'd gone to
1: Could anyone be. And this would also say like, is Sean, I guess you have to believe like, is Sean McVay, was he a flash in the pan and he had one great year and turned golf around? Or is he just a mediocre quarterback, like a uh, coach? Like, so if you really believe he, he has the ability to like make Stafford great again, make Stafford great. <laughs> yeah. Um, then if you really believe that then this could be a great deal if you're like hey he could take like stafford's been underutilized we're taking this talent and we're unleashing him and with some great weapons with some with a better with more with a better defense and with more um structure around him i could see the upside Now, again i personally think stafford is better than he's been but i also still think he's basically who we know he is
0: he is who he thought he was
1: the Bears, are we thought they, they were. were? And we let them off the hook. Yeah, so that's, I, I think Savage still microphone.
0: got microphone. L- I always love that, that he yeah. like slaps the
1: microphone. I <laughs> so I, again, I think it's an improvement for them. I think it was just a high price to get a, 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 a mediocre bump. But yeah. again, there is upside. There is. I, I see a window for this to work out very well for them. And again, if they win, it's not going to matter.
0: Yeah. All right, um... Okay, I got one other quick hit. Do you have any other quick hits or no? No, you go. So um, the saga of uh, Joshua Lipton and Dylan Berryman continues this week. With um, I-, I sent a link to uh, our podcast, Dylan, so he-, he heard your comments about him. Um, and he decided to spread it within uh, his friend group, which um, is the... I'm surprised he has friends. Oh. <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> So he spread it within his friend group, which is, uh, mo- like, large I'm glad parts- his
1: mom is listening.
0: <laughs> his, mom's- his mom's doing great. I, I know her. She's- <laughs> A- anyways. Um, so he spread it within his friend group, with it, which is the, um, the Toronto drag queen community. Um, and you've made more enemies. So, Josh, why do you think you are so hated by, by drag queens? Why do you think that... What-, what about yourself do you think brings out all this hate? My luscious lashes.
1: They're jealous. <laughs> These are all natural, so that's why.
0: Yeah. Um, There actually was... We've had our first negative feedback for for me as well, which is they they made a comment that they're an enemy of my audio editing skills because, yeah, it hurts, Sick burn. Yeah. No, I I took that personally, and I I, I found that what they were saying was mostly that there's a lot of, like, bumps in the audio, which uh, I've bought shock mounts for our microphones to prevent those sort of bumps. So I've listened. I'm making... steps to improve hopefully hopefully this no, uh, that's is that's the better. wrong way
1: you do not give in to the haters you think you actually take criticism and internalize it and work to improve that is completely the wrong thing to do michael you push back you rally harder this is avant-garde podcasting this is this, this is rough sound is, is this is real life <laughs> so by the way not that it's the same but we're watching this show i think it's called super center I, I, don't, I don't know. Superstore? Anyway. Oh, Superstore, yeah, yeah. Superstore, there it is. So it's with Ron Laflamme from uh, yeah. Silicon Valley. Yeah. Anyway, one episode, I don't know why this is pretty funny. He's like, One guy's like, oh, I make YouTube videos of me grilling. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, now nah, it takes two hours to smoke. And they just stand. So he's like, I don't know why in cooking shows they always edit out and they just go right to a finished meal. Like That's not real life, so I really, I really try to do... Like the real time cooking, and it's just him standing there for an hour, and I'm like, that's what, just like playing on his phone and checking a timer. I mean, in the in the thing, it's literally him just like staring at the <laughs> camera. <laughs> it was pretty funny, <laughs> but uh, that's that's us. We're like we're just we're raw and real, and yeah, well. actually, why can't drag? We're here, and and this is who we are. I you're, feel like that's that's their- the tact you're taking here. That's there, isn't that kind of the the hardened soul of drag? I I've. Set me for who I am and my editing skills. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean, I, I I'm not going to speak from. I, I don't know enough, but um, maybe that maybe that is maybe we they'll have appreciate. Them on? I we have I a drag on as a I guest? I asked Dylan if if he would like uh, a comment from the community to make it on to our show as like a collective response to our comment on Barbara Streisand. Um, I, I don't know, maybe maybe after this episode they'll have something that they want to say. Please uh, I'm
1: sure ratings would go up with them. They're probably more entertaining. <laughs>
0: <laughs> probably. They're they're probably
1: just more interesting than we are as people. Um Yeah. There, there are no show <laughs> I was gonna say, there are lots of shows about drags. There are no shows about two brothers. <laughs> 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 there's one yeah, there's one good idea for a show about two brothers and old ladies and <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so yeah so more feedback for josh more more hate for josh and um yeah i i we got two responses i'm trying to improve and josh is just being him
1: yeah i'm an old man i'm not gonna change
0: yeah old man at age 29 now i know almost i'm almost the big three zero. yeah I'm sorry. Anytime I hear someone be like, I'm almost this age, I feel like you're like a little kid at like summer camp. I'm seven, but I'm almost eight. (laughs) I'm just like, oh, that makes such a big difference to me, whether you're seven or eight.
1: Not that it's a, I know someone who, I don't want to skip to the complaints and grievances, but someone who like always says they're almost this, but it's like, they're not. It's like rounding up a lot. Like, oh wow, you made $50. Yeah, it's almost 100. It's like, no, it's not like, what? Like, like I, even that's the if you stretch what you're rounding it to, that's the yeah. absolute exactly. most. Exactly. I, I almost made 100, and a is almost 200. And 200, it's like, what? Well, almost you can do 400. This. Yeah, you can do this forever. It's like, this doesn't make any sense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's that's all I've got for Quick It. So, you ready to move on to jam session? Let's do it. All right. So, for this week, uh, it's my selection. I feel like every week has kind of ended up somehow being my selection. I'll I'll select this time. Don't worry. Okay. Um, and uh, this week we spoke about um, the album Violator by Depeche Mode, which um, I don't know. Have you ever listened to Depeche Mode before this week or no?
1: I have not really. I mean, have I gone out of my way to listen to them? No. I've probably heard songs by them. Yeah. Some of them I've re- I would recognize, but I do not think I have listened to an album or intentionally gone to listen to a Depeche Mode.
0: So- now having listened to Depeche Mode, and I, I'm going to say I think Depeche Mode is the the best the best group at what they do, and I think this album is the, their best album. So I think this is like the peak
1: of of, of this type of music. That is such a weird way. It's, they are the best at what they do. Yeah, I mean, okay, what they do so is wait, they make. You don't mean. So actually, I want to hear what you mean. They, by they that. make.
0: Okay, I think Depeche Mode makes a genre of music called synth pop. I think they are the best
1: synth pop okay. group ever. That, that was my thinking, because I took it very literally. So if you said they're the best synth pop group, like, that's an argument. I'm like, they're the best at what they do. I'm like, there's probably some woodworker who's really good at what he does. Like, I don't know. like You know what I mean? I'm taking it very literally. Like, yeah,
0: well, there can, multiple people can be the best at what they do if they do different things. No, no. That's but why I, I they said the they're best the best. At what
1: they do, to me, in my mind, I'm like, no one is better at what they do than they do... Than they are. Oh, at so what no they one do. else is
0: as good at being Depeche Mode as Depeche Mode is. Not just, no,
1: not like no one's as good at doing anything as Depeche Mode is at being. Oh themselves. no, 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 no. That that would be that would that would be a weirdly worded sentence.
0: But they're the best at being the best at what they do, would be that <laughs> sentence, which is an awful sentence, which I don't know why you thought Fair. I said that.
1: That's I know. That's just how I interpreted it. <laughs> Fine. They're the best synth pop group. Okay. They're the
0: best synth pop group, and I think Violator is their best album. Okay. Um, so this is the best of the best. I think so. I love this album. I, I think it's it's astounding. Um, also, I mean, it's probably come across in in some capacity on the on this podcast, but I love synthesizers. I love them quite a bit. So any music that, that involves synthesizers, I'm more there for. And synth pop is very synthesizer heavy. Um, so obviously it, it's 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 something that's up my alley. It's for me, right? For sure. And now, it's probably less
1: for Josh. But No, I actually would disagree with that last statement that it's not for me. I'll say this. I, I didn't say it wasn't for you. Although speaking of saying it's not for you,
0: anytime that I disagree with Dylan on certain things that are, are more for... Like we were talking about a movie called Tangerine. The the main characters are are transgender individuals in that movie. Um, I was saying it didn't really do anything for me. He's like, it's not for you. And I was just like, okay, that's. That's He never he actually very rarely disagrees with me on substance. And when he doesn't have anything of substance to say, he just says it's not for you, and that's drops the mic and walks away. But I
1: kind of agree with that. I actually think that's true. Where there are, like, I don't like coffee. I don't drink coffee. So you can have the best coffee ever. It's not for me.
0: yeah um but yeah um sorry but yeah you were disagreeing that you're saying it wasn't for you
1: yeah so because you said oh synth pop so first of all i'll say like i liked the first three or four songs so a lot world in my eyes um
0: sweetest perfection personal jesus and then yeah the the track after personal jesus is a lot
1: slower it's uh yeah there was a couple that were too slow and i was like yeah Um, and i say yawn
0: but uh, oh, I'm boy. trying to think it, it's blue dress is a bit too slow. And then there's the one that's right after personal Jesus. What but the first
1: it? few I really loved. Yeah. Uh, but ironically, just because you said synth pop. So um, I don't know why I do this. I have a Spotify account, so I could easily listen to Spotify on my computer while I'm at work. But instead, for some reason, I listen to music on YouTube. I don't know. Sometimes I like watching the music videos, but most times I'm not even I'm too focused on my spreadsheets or whatever. Um, actually, the guy who did the
0: music videos for, for Depeche Mode actually became a like a relatively famous photographer-director.
1: I'm just trying to remember what his name is. It's like Anton something. But um, I was, So I think this is synth pop, So you tell me. But around that time, uh, just before you uh, gave me, or I guess you had already assigned Violator, but I hadn't listened to it yet. Aaron's watching this show called The Flight Attendant based on a um, uh, Stephen King short okay. story. Um, it's with the woman from Penny from Big Bang Theory.
0: Oh, uh, Kaylee Kukunner or whatever her name yeah. is.
1: Yeah. Anyway, and in that movie, she has this uh, ringtone, and Aaron loved the ringtone. She said, can you get me the ringtone? And it's called uh, Two of Hearts by um, Stacy Q., um, don't know it off the top okay. of my head. Anyway, so I listened to that on YouTube and then it recommends other things. And I was listening to what I think is synth pop. So it would like the ones after that would be like, you spin me right round. Yeah. Is that synth pop? Uh,
0: I, I kind of guess so. Yeah. Tainted Love. Tainted Love definitely is.
1: And Tainted Love. First of all, it was the extended version, which right after that has, I'm trying to remember, uh, I think it's a song by the Supremes. It's like their version of it, though. Oh, yeah. They cover. It's so good. I was like, I was really in on that. Anyway, there's a lot of other ones that I think of when I think of synth pop. Uh, Take On Me. Is that synth pop? Yep. Okay. Duran Duran stuff. Yeah. Duran Duran stuff. Yeah. So I was listening to a lot of... It was just weird that I was listening to a ton of synth pop. And then you just have... And then I listened to Violator. So I was like... Again, I would not listen to an album. I haven't listened to a single, but it was like I would listen to a lot of individual songs. Yeah. And I was I was really into synth pop for that one week and a half, so I had yeah. a lot to compare it to. And again, I really yeah. liked it. But like, it didn't do it wasn't like I wasn't like this is head and shoulders above every other synth pop ever. Oh.
0: I I think it's the best. I mean, th- there's songs out there that are amazing songs, but in terms of like an album, this is as good as it gets. Because like in terms of songs, like Duran Duran's got some great songs, Your have some great songs. Yes, and, yeah. Um, but I just think as as a whole album, this comes together beautifully, and it like I feel like it's talking more. Like I don't know. I feel like it's Depeche Mode is definitely a, a darker sound of synth pop than a lot of other ones, which are a lot cheerier. Like if you think of Take on Me, that song is like. So cheery and happy, For and sure. like you would not describe Depeche mode in that same way. Are Hollow Notes synth pop? Hollow Notes, um, yeah, I guess so. That era, a lot of pop from that era would be synth pop. And I, I like Hollow Notes. And the,
1: and the Two of Hearts one is definitely also that Stacy Q one. Yeah, it's very I, upbeat. I yeah. will say that, but the "Tainted Love" one is not upbeat. No, that is I a mean, much darker synthie sound, but yeah. I love it. And the and the one that's after it in the extended version is "Where Did Our Love Go," which I think is by the Supremes, but you could probably tell me if I'm wrong. I I don't know. I, I'd look it up, but um, yeah, that's it's by Soft Cell or something like that. Yeah.
0: yeah, Um, yeah. They're they're also like a darker end of that, but like I like the stuff that it talks about because Depeche Mode was like at the time was like viewed as like these. These guys talk about, like, a lot more stuff than you'd expect from, like, a pop group. They talk about, like, feelings of guilt. They talk about lust and unworthiness and stuff like that and, like, changing one's life. And then also, like, on, on like, their biggest hit, like, the the a true friend. Like, how much of a difference that can make to have, like, a real is true friend. Is that Personal
1: Jesus? Yeah. Which okay. is, like, I love that song. <laughs> oh, okay, it's a great song. But this is the funny part. I... I was so, in- I was very into it, and I didn't really, re- like, hear any of the lyrics. Like, they kind of just went through. Yeah. I was I was into it. I was into the song. I really like it. It's a great yeah. song. But can you actually, like, tell me what it's about?
0: It's uh, about how, like, having a, fr- having a real friend is like having your own personal Jesus, someone who will listen to your problems, who's there for you. And, like, it's essentially saying that's what people want out of, that's what people want out of religion is, is, the feeling that there's something out there that cares about you and and wants you to do well, and that's really all a, a friend is, I, I guess. What it's saying is, I like it.
1: They want in my mind. I'm like thinking, I want you to be exactly. Just shut up and listen to me. Don't talk. <laughs> and just like, just like my. My friends are also just like Jesus; they also don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it's
0: like saying that like w- what we want out of a friend is uh, someone to to hear our wants and hope. Like the the exact lines is someone to hear our prayers, someone who cares, someone to hear our prayers, someone who's there. That's all you really need out of someone. And like that's I was thinking about is that really what we want out of religion? Just like an omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent friend, just a friend who's just
1: always there and are can Are we going to be everything. a little deep and like say like what I actually think religion's about? Well, okay,
0: what I think it's about or what people want out of religion are two Fine. different things.
1: Sorry. what people want out of religion. You're right. Sorry. Yeah. What I think people want out of religion is, um, in my mind, you have to create your own meaning in life, but I don't think it's very difficult to create meaning in your life. So I think people want to know that there is someone out there who is giving your life meaning. Um, someone who
0: cares about your life, essentially. Yeah, yeah,
1: basically. But not. it's not just cares about your life. Even if you have some terrible thing it's like there's a purpose for it right well why did i have to have a terrible life oh it was, it was so that i could you know there was a purpose to my suffering and that purpose was to raise my child so they could go on and cure cancer or whatever some crazy shit right like i think that it's just to give your life purpose and and know that it's there's there's some reason for it there's some rhyme or reason
0: do, do we want to go there and say what we think religion's actually about because no, i've got i've got a fit sure go i i i th- not a nice thing to say, but I really think religion is just about control. Is really what it is. If you if right. you look about, if you look through the lens of re- religion as a group of people looking at ways to control populations, that's I, what that's what religions. Are I think about.
1: you're just confusing religion with institutions. I think any institution becomes a way of control. What is government yeah. about? well it, What is? is what a are, re- isn't a religion just a, a type of institution? There's no. Both. that's But that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that's not. That is not. Uh, unique to go to uh, no, I'm not, not saying it's unique to I know, religion, but I'm like but I... anytime you have a large enough group that then control, it's it's it becomes about control for sure. But I'm saying what's unique about religion that makes it different than government? Oh, is is that it?
0: It's tied much more deeply to people's deepest feelings and, and deepest personal wants and desires, which I don't think government is as much.
1: Okay, actually, I just had a great idea, but I think it's okay. I want to do if, maybe it's not a good okay. I was going to bring up Sapiens again, which you have go to read. ahead, Go ahead, yeah. Fine. So he basically says that all these institutions are, the, like, they're all the same. And, like, think about, like, your country tries to give you a deeper purpose and, and connection by saying, like, patriotism and all yeah, this. Yeah, nationalistic and, feelings. Yeah, and, and gives you, like, a connection. Anyway, I was going to say we should do, forget a movie, book report, read Sapiens, but maybe that'll... For a couple episodes from now, because I know a book can take a, a little longer than a, a yeah, movie. Yeah. Pl-
0: plus, I just started a book relatively recently. I and it's not a short book. I started reading. I started reading *Crime and Punishment* by Dostoevsky. Oh, you say
1: it's not a short book, so it's not not a short book. It's a long.
0: book. That's a long book. Yes. Well, that's. I wasn't gonna say like it's a long book, but um, I I've read like four pages of it, and
1: <laughs> well, actually, so you're probably basically none.
0: No, I, I've probably read probably like the first fifteen pages. It's really good. It's really good so far. I mean, I'm not into like the the heart of it yet, but like
1: it's really good so far. This Dostoevsky guy—he's got you. It's the first four pages are good. I hate it. I hate it when people tell me, "Oh, you got to get past that." Yeah, in anything, especially like TV shows. Yeah. So, did you watch that show? Yeah, I'm not loving it. Well, what episode? Oh, I'm on episode seven. Oh no, no, no! It doesn't get good till season three. You gotta wait till season three. No. Sorry. You want me to spend twenty hours so that I can get to the good part? If, if you say you need to get to episode three, I can understand that because like pilots
0: sometimes are. Yeah. are like I, I like give exposition. it to episode
1: two even. I, I like. I agree. Pilots are tough because you need to justify. You need to introduce everything. You need to show
0: us what the rules of this world are. And you can't really get into the, but the to good me, stuff as well. I don't
1: even normally give it to three. I'm normally like two. If it's yeah. not if I'm not hooked by two now again, it doesn't have to be great. Maybe hooked's too strong. But if I'm not into it by two, Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. I mean
0: I I guess it's just but like we we agree the same sort of thing. You yeah. gotta get to it within like the first couple episodes. I understand if the first one isn't great and the second one's still doing some setup, but
1: after that you got no excuses. You, are you to, guys watching WandaVision by any chance? Not yet. No. Okay. So that to me is like the first episode I was like Second one, I was like, okay. I, yeah. It's not great. I still think the second episode was like, it was a lot better, but it got me enough intrigue there. I was like, this was pretty good and I'm intrigued. So I'm going to keep watching, but yeah. I still don't think it's like, I'm not like, oh my God, best show ever. But it got me, it got enough into me. It got, it hooks into me by episode two. Yeah. So Sapien's book report is
0: going to take a bit before we can Put even get the started. Back yeah. That's a back burner thing. But getting back to, so religion, religion. <laughs> yes just some light top, yeah very light topics crime and punishment
1: institutions and religion
0: yeah um but you were you were going to say something about uh say you're saying in sapiens oh, it says that just all just that they're Sa-
1: all yeah it's they're all well he just says they're all what he calls fictions but useful fictions so basically there is no such thing as as canada or government like they're, they they yeah. are a there we they exist because we accept them. Yeah, same. Companies are yeah. a form of structure and control, but it's you know there is no Bank of America. It's a group of people. We're yeah. all. It's all just groups of people. It's who people pack, and pieces of paper. Yes, who, that say that this thing exists. Correct. And but by working together, you create like it's it's a collective um, uh, like basically if you collectively all agree on something just like money it's like it's got value because we all say it does yeah. but it's like we all agree this is Canada so therefore it's Canada so you get enough people to say something
0: yeah but like I like the idea of like with a corporation it only exists because we agree on it like if you if someone said okay General Motors point me to the thing that is General, General Motors. Motors like you would you point it at the head a building office. yeah, yeah. But like, you can't point at a thing and say that is General Motors. That exists. It's I guess you, the only thing you could point at would be like the articles of
1: incorporation. But what would you like, say? Same Christianity. Like, yeah. show
0: me Christianity. Do you point at the build? Do you
1: point at the where book? is it? The building? Do you point at your heart because that's where Jesus, Jesus is inside you the whole time, and in, in your friend too. <laughs>
0: I don't know where to go with that one.
1: He's in both of them. <laughs>
0: Short um, Okay, let's try and get back on, on on topic somehow. No,
1: no. War. Was it Tobias Funke? The man inside <laughs> I me? Mean, yes. Oh, my
0: God. Oh, Tobias. A you blowhard. Yeah. <laughs> there are so many poorly chosen words and phrases in that sentence. I want you to go and, and get a, a tape recorder and record yourself for a day and then listen to it. So funny. Um... Okay, so are we actually going? Ba- are we actually going back to, to Depeche Mode and yeah. Violator now? Okay, good. I was wonder- I was kind of concerned that maybe we were just never gonna make
1: it back. Wait, Violator though <laughs> describes Jesus when he was inside. <laughs>
0: <You're right>. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, actually, the name was chosen as like a joke within the band. They're like, we we just tried to choose the most heavy metal sounding album title that we possibly could as a joke, and they came up with Violator as the most.
1: It's a good name. Yeah, because I do agree. Like, I when I heard Violator, I. Was expecting something different. Yeah. But, like, it was just them going, like, yeah, this is not at all what we are. Um,
0: But, yeah, uh, back to the songs. So we talked about Personal Jesus, which is probably the biggest hit of their career. Um, it's so also, this is around the time that they started incorporating more guitar into their sound, which worked on this one, but I think they went too far with that on their next album and kind of lost what made them special. But um, I think the way that they use guitar on this album is great because it's, like, very simple melodic lines with, like, heavy chorus and reverb um and it worked really well on on the next couple tracks after that which are enjoy the silence and policy of truth which are just amazing songs i don't know if you remember either of these
1: sure i like them now i can't like that's my thing i you really like i just like listen to it on a loop while i'm working and i'm also doing work so i'm like Sometimes I'm really into it where it's like, you know, a little lighter work. I'm responding to some emails. I'm like, this is good. And sometimes I'm like really reading the, reading through some financial reports and I'm like, you know, there's sound going on, but I'm not, it's not, I'm not really paying that much attention. So, uh, probably not the best listening experience, but I tried to do it because to me, you can't just listen to it once. So I tried to just do it on loop. So I probably listened to the album three or four times, but like, I Don't recall all the songs. That's why I said I I I can tell you like I could draw a chart of how my feelings are. I'm like, oh, this is good. Oh, good, up, up, oh, down, oh, and a little up.
0: And I think it's just like start after personal Jesus is waiting for the night, which is a really slow song that takes you out of it, and then is followed by two upbeat songs, which are enjoy the silence, which is really just like about how like people try and like fill fill silences with talking and stuff, where it's just like no, just enjoy things. Stop trying to like fill fill these uncomfortable
1: silences with talking. Just enjoy them for I what they are and words are really clumsy enjoy the silence i will admit that i need to feel i'm trying to get better but i try to fill time i don't even always do it with talking but like i need music in the background i need to throw on a youtube video i need to listen to a podcast i'm like i do not often just be like i don't know but like this is saying like
0: because like the, the example of this is like a guy is with a, a girl and like it's there. rather than just quietly enjoying each other's company they they just fill that silence with stuff and that can like ruin the situation rather than just enjoy the presence of the other person okay
1: but i'll push back that's fucking stupid what is the presence of another person
0: but you don't know, just sometimes just like in like if i'm reading a book and Rachel's there next to me and she's reading a book I could it, it, like. Is it be- it's better? It's the better. book is better
1: because she's no, there. No, my life is better because yes, your life is better. Because so she's I'm, there. But if you never interacted with her, no, would your life? Be I'm better? not saying
0: never interact, but like there are times where you can just like comfortably enjoy being with someone, even if you're not doing anything. You're just I
1: with. Well, slightly, agree but I still think like the whole reason that that person makes your life better are all your interactions. The parts that you like about the person are the interactions, not the lack of interactions. No one's like, wow, I really like how my wife, we don't really chat or anything. That's my favorite part when she's silent and she doesn't like, <laughs> no, no. But- your best part is like, hey, I love when we chat. I love when we share a movie when we talk about it. I love when we share a meal. I, like all those things. It's the things you share, not the lack of, yeah. not the silence. Not the si- <laughs> no, it's not. But like, in addition to all of that, you can also just enjoy being there. Uh, Again, that's why I said I agree. And again, like I'll I'll say eating, for example, where like you can eat and you're not going to be talking the whole time because you're chewing, but you're like, it's nice to share that. But to me, yeah, again, I'm someone who needs every second. So I I will say, like, there is something to be said for a little bit of silence and letting just like the moment to me, it's not even the silence, it's about being in the moment and not being like, okay, next moment, let's do something else. Like I do find that us as a gen like people today are so dopamine crazed that they're like, oh that video was good instead of being like that was a really funny insightful video or whatever it was, and like just just ingen- stewing in it for a bit. and stewing in it and being like wow, that that kid who you know whatever it is beat cancer like that's so inspiring, you know, I wonder if I- no instead you're like next funny video it's like yeah. you you just have to keep. I don't know why I thought the funny video. Yeah. Kid yeah. being cancer. Uh, lols. <laughs> yeah.
0: Cancer, you suck. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, but like, I do find like that's, that is what we are. We're like, on to the next one, just get more and more. And I, I feel that way too, where I'm like, I watch, Uh, you know, I have to listen, I have to fill it when I go on a walk, listen to a podcast, when I go on the cart, podcast. Yeah. Sometimes it's just nice to just enjoy. The, I, I need a little more science in my life, but I'm like, not too much. Okay. Well, Thank so you I appreciate, for sharing. I, yeah, I appreciate that sentiment a little.
0: And then there's followed by policy of truth, which is about you know how sometimes just you don't need to say the truth every, every time. You can just ruin stuff. With, I will with agree that. with that 100%. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's about someone who keeps on going back. Keeps on. He, they've, they've got a policy that they always, always, always say the truth, always tell it, and it's about this guy saying, do you not see how shitty you've made everything by following this policy and not just like, occasionally just not not even lying just saying yeah.
1: nothing i so that's my thing i don't think you always have like i don't think you always have to tell the truth but i also think you always don't have to say anything yeah like and again not about the silence but i mean like literally i don't have to be like wow mike that was a stupid comment you could just be like huh and then move on <laughs> like <laughs> you know what i mean like i i work with uh people all the time that do stupid things uh, not not the people i work with like I work with people in work and instead of going like, wow, that was a really dumb question. You just, you don't say that. You say, thanks for the thought. Moving on. <laughs> I'm a big person into keep it to yourself. That's my, that's my, I wanna say that's my life philosophy, but I also think if you just let it out, you just start, um, like a feedback loop. Yeah. Where you go, oh, that person's so stupid. Oh, so annoying. Just like, don't think about it and you'll just move on yeah but um I I, I kind
0: of I also I like that that's like it's talking I I kind of dislike it a lot of times when music just there's lyrics but you're just like nothing nothing was said in that entire song like nothing no point was made no no nothing expressed you just said things and then if you had just said blah 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 but you made it rhyme your blah blah's rhyme it would be just as significant as what you said I like that this this album, like, it's got a, something. Yeah, well, it's got ideas that but it talks you're also about. someone
1: who likes. I also like ideas, but I think it's sometimes like we're, we want. I was, I can't remember what I was reading, but it was like you want something that's so insightful and interesting. And guess what? Some, some of life, like, I'm someone who always wants to think the deep thoughts and think. About things that are gonna be. Oh, I want to find an epiphany, and I want to think something uh, deep and insightful that will change my life. Not every moment, and I've had to no, just come to a realization. No, it doesn't have to like,
0: be. It doesn't have to be deep, but it should be something. It should be I, something. Again,
1: I do think that, but like I also think you should be able to. I I was like that where I was, but I felt like that. I wanted all, all things like that, and now I'm like no. You 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 gotta have your vegetables, which are like the you know the insightful things where it's like it makes life better and it, it you know especially as a young person you want to be like why am I living? Am I living the way I want to live? Like you got your whole future ahead of you, so you want to think about some deep thoughts. But you also just gotta enjoy life. And some things don't have to have a deeper meaning; they can just be enjoyed for what they are. Okay. Anyways. Which is why my theme song is wet ass pussy. It doesn't have. <laughs> It is so deep and insightful. Didn't you have a roommate who was... Um, bees in the trap.
0: Bees, bees, bees in the tra- Was it Harry? Or? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I feel like you've actually spoken about that on the pod, so we won't get so. into it again. But yeah, but, um, yeah so...
1: By the way, Superstore? Super I'm going to get it wrong every time. Superstore? Yeah. Okay. That is a dumb but funny show. Doesn't need to be insightful. But other shows I watch, I want there to be some deeper meaning, too. Whether yeah. it's I'm trying to think of like I think like that's what, also I'm into WandaVision I like I think there's some deeper going
0: on. Yeah. Um. You know. I, I'm now that you're talking about like Superstore again, I'm just thinking about it in relation to Enjoy the Science. People are like all often have like TV on in the background that they're not actually oh. watching, right? Rather, just to, like fill fill the the space with something that's going on. I hate that. Same. Yeah. I know. Isn't that... that kind of like what that song's about though? It's just like enjoy. That's my point. You
1: know. I. So, but you don't have to, enjoy, so again, I said, I do that, but like, I don't think, I think there's a slight difference. So I'll, I'll, so my father-in-law, Mark Tobe, yes, not going to listen to this. Yeah. I, I know who it is. Thank you. Yes, I've I, met yeah. him before. <laughs> he, they always have, I, not that I actually have ADD, but like, oh CNN? they always yeah. have, no, they they have a lot CNN on, but they always have the TV on in the background. Something's on and I get, it's for me. I get very easily distracted. So I want to enjoy, hey, we're going over there for, you know, before COVID, we're going over there for dinner and I want to enjoy the chat, but I'm just like, my brain is just like, something's going on, I need to look at it. So I I try to never have the TV on. I try, we never eat dinner in front of the TV. We I, I want to do, my goal is like, I want to be 100% invested in whatever it is I'm doing, not half-assing two things. So either I'm, I'm enjoying your company or I'm watching a movie, but I'm not, watching a movie while on my phone and also talking to my friend. Like I'm not yeah. doing three things. Cause I find you just end up doing nothing. So I'm like, I want to be fully in the movie. So Aaron and I have a rule now, like no phones while we're watching movies. No. Yeah. You know, that's, that's how I want to do. I want to just enjoy it. Now we've got a little more lax because of COVID because like now we're like, you know, normally there's a lot more going on now. We're like, Ugh what do you want to do? I'm like, whatever. I don't really care. So sometimes now I am like, whatever you watch your show. She'll be watching a show. I'm just enjoying her company, but I'm also just, I'm not really watching. I'm reading. And I say, but you watch your show. But if we watch something together, if it's something we both want to watch, it's like, we're in it. Um, okay. So final
0: thoughts on this album before I we move it. on.
1: Yeah. In I, fact, what I liked more is you telling me what each song was about. I was like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: Yeah i i have thoughts and and they're worthwhile listening to um but yeah i definitely really enjoy this album obviously i i picked it um and yeah so I wait would, you
1: would not pick an album you didn't like
0: i don't think i would pick an album f- for for jam session that i didn't like or i didn't think if, if it's something that i haven't listened to that i didn't think i would like
1: yeah i we really like one you should be like What do you think? And I'll be like, yeah, I liked it. No, it sucks. Let me tell you why.
0: You know what we should do for Jam Session one week? We should do a Barbra Streisand album. there you go. (laughs) I don't think either of us will enjoy it. Let's spend some time talking about this.
1: Yeah, exactly. We're both. (laughs) 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 Unfortunately, um, the next podcast will be delayed because we both have ear injuries.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, Yeah, uh, so next uh, next up after Jam Session, we've got uh, Complaints and Grievances. Do you have any?
1: I kind of cave one, which is like the people who, so I don't actually have a formal one. I do, I do hate when people say, oh, it gets better, it gets better at yeah. in episode four or five or six or 10. No, that yeah. I hate. Um, I don't think I have anything official to complain. Actually, sure, I'll do it. And it's, yeah. it's a little, it might be a little controversial, but um, it's doctors. So someone we know was not feeling well. So Wayne got a COVID test because they said, oh, like you can't go to a doctor if you have a COVID test or unless if you're, if you have a cough, unless you get a COVID test. So they got a COVID test, came back negative. Then the doctor said, no, I'm still not going to see you. Oh, why not? Well, you still might have it. So, and then it was like, oh, should I get a second COVID test? Well, I'm still not going to see you if you have a second COVID test. So I said, hold on, you're sick. This person's not feeling well. They got a test. Even if they got a second test that said, no, you're still not going to see them. Like, I don't know why it really bothered me. I was like, so sorry, you're not feeling well. Well, I'm not going to see you no matter what. It's like, what is the point of going to a doctor? Like, how 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 does the doctor help at all? Like, what do you have to have in order for the doctor to see you? And again, maybe this is just this specific doctor. I'm not saying all doctors, but this specific doctor seemed to be like, no matter what, I'm not going to see you because you're not feeling well. And it might be COVID. Okay, but we proved it's not COVID. Well, I really just don't want to see you. Like, I don't know. It really bothered me the way it went down. Is this making any sense or am I just rambling? No, it makes sense, although you probably come off
0: as rambling to other yeah. people. To me you come off as like, I understand, but to other people you probably sound like a crazy person. <laughs> crazy? Me? No. <laughs> I'm not crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> That's the other guy, Josh.
1: <laughs> no, uh, I'm not. <laughs> okay. Um
0: I've got I've got a, a small complaint, which is just Wait, about- what do you
1: think about my complaint? Rate my complaint. <laughs> is it valid? It's
0: a yeah, it's a valid complaint. It's just like like what? What is the level that would get no? No, literally, people, like- they literally
1: said, "Oh, our our host, our doctor's office isn't capable of uh, seeing people during COVID. We we want to keep it at a minimum, so you only see healthy people." Like I, I just don't understand
0: why to see a healthy
1: people? <laughs> <laughs> That's my point. It made no sense. Anyways. I literally feel like anyway. Go. Anyways,
0: I've got a small complaint, which was just about um, so I I had to miss a little bit of time from work. I was feeling unwell last Friday. So they sent me home and they put me into a COVID protocol even though I, my symptoms weren't really. I didn't have any fever, didn't have any cough, didn't have any loss of taste or smell, but like any like the, the Only um, taste of okay. music. Okay, go. That one that one hurt really deeply. I'm I'm I <sighs> Okay, I'll tr- I'm going to try and recover. Why would you this. say that? I don't know. <laughs> um so I had to get two first First off, I had to miss time beyond just that one day, even though like none of my symptoms were really COVID specific. Mm-hmm. Then I, they they made me get tests on Monday and Tuesday, even though I got a test the day that I started feeling unwell. That test could not count towards me coming back to work. Then I got tests on Monday and Tuesday, and on Tuesday they I had the option of choosing a quick test where I, with a twelve hour turnaround, so I could come back on Wednesday, and I like selected that and the nurse was like are you sure you should call the people and i called the COVID department and they said no choose a regular test you should miss one more day even though we'll get your results back like a day sooner if you just select a rush why test. did they say that no reason at all no reason was given but i so had to miss it i i had to and because they're the people who control whether we pay for a rush test or not so i had to miss oh so it ad- was
1: AD- okay so it was not, hey, get a normal one because, so wait, could you have said, I'll pay for the rush? Um, I, I guess so, but like it's like
0: $10 difference.
1: I know. So, so that's my point. For you, I'm like, hold on. So I had to get an unpaid day. Yeah, I got another day where I was not paid uh, because they- Because you wanted to save $10. So they saved a day and $10. Yeah, but then
0: I came in on a, a Saturday to make up for my lost day so they didn't even save time on that, and technically, if I still have any sick days left, which I think I might, I got paid for that day still anyways, so it ended up costing them more money. <laughs> it's, it's just, it was really dumb. It caused me to miss
1: more time. I lost my Saturday over it. It, it was just really... Now, thankfully, it's, I will not say thankfully, it's COVID, but, like, I, do you actually do something different on a Saturday versus, like, if it was a Tuesday, but you're off versus a Saturday, and you're on, is there any difference?
0: I mean, I'm at at home. I get to choose what I do rather than spending 10 hours. No, no. But you're at home on a
1: Tuesday. Oh, if I'm at home on a Tuesday? Because you were forced to be home versus you're at work on a Saturday. Is there any difference if you switch them? Not really. But like... That's my point. It's like at least there's nothing better to do. You're not like, oh, no, all my friends are going to be available on Saturday.
0: I I guess maybe I still shitty. Maybe I could have like gone for a walk with my friends somewhere and I wouldn't have been able to do that. I mean, the the one other thing is Rachel was working on on Wednesday, which I missed, and then she had school on Saturday. So for both of those days, I wouldn't have been able to spend more time with her. If it was any other week, I would have been able to spend time with her yeah. on Saturday, but like it was just a really annoying yeah thing. Um and stupid bureaucracy. Yeah. I don't know. It it just it just annoyed me that they they wouldn't just be like, no, 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 no. Please specifically do not request a rush test to get you back earlier.
1: There should be a role where, uh, just because someone else I know was talking about some dumb bureaucracy at their company, and they were talking about, like, filing some accounting. It's, like, the most complicated form ever, and blah, 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 and it takes 10 weeks. And then you, you learn um, two months later whether or not you filled it back out randomly. Like, this makes no sense. There should be a, a role where someone just goes in and just... Says this is stupid. This is stupid. This like change it. Like I don't know why the, why is there not someone to test all the processes.
0: I don't know. Like th- there's an entire department whose job is to to govern the COVID protocols. No, those the that's that's who just are the people I suggest to COVID
1: protocol. This is my point. Is like sometimes there's weird things where like this makes sense only within the COVID department, but not its interaction with another department. Yeah. So yeah. like, hey, this quick test. Why can't we do that? Like if you're the financial, like, yeah, why did we spend extra to bring Michael in, pay him overtime instead of spending ten dollars? This doesn't make sense. So, like, and yet it's no safer. Or yeah. it's not it's not you introduce more risk by doing a, a quick test. No, but it gets it off of their budget line and onto our budget line. I know, but that's my point. So someone should be like, Okay, cool. This was like and that's honestly that's the right answer. This is normally why things happen, is because someone says Let's push it onto someone else's problem. And all these problems build up right at the corner of departments. And they're like, well, it's not our problem. It's their problem. And, and it's like someone just needs to be like, this is a whole dumb process. Let's rewrite the process so that the whole business, the whole company benefits, not your individual department.
0: I think partly it's just that they're saying this is not a long term. This it, I, I get as a general idea, but I think they're saying for this specific type of thing, it's just like this COVID department's going to exist for another nine months and then that's it probably maybe yeah maybe 12 months i don't know it depends depends how long this whole thing goes on which actually probably leads us in really nicely to our, our discussion which is uh 2021 thoughts and how is this night different from all other nights
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. i don't know um on so- most
0: nights we get uh, most years we get zero covid shots on this year why do we get two
1: <laughs> yeah hopefully they'll also introduce that one that gets the one The one? Was that the Johnson & Johnson one? Yeah. So how is this year different? I mean, I think I'll actually start off on something that's not... First of all, I keep saying it's a joke, but the real tragedy of COVID is that that's all people talk about. I Every time I talk to a friend, hey, how you doing? Oh, you know... Dealing with COVID sucks. The cases are going up. It's like everyone's become an expert on reading the charts of how many vaccines people are getting. I think
0: the reason why is because not a lot is happening in people's lives. Agreed. So they don't have anything else to talk to, and they don't feel like just being like, "My life is." But empty. I also
1: think like, okay,
0: I have not seen the sun in four days.
1: What have you done? Okay, you've created. You write music. I've done a little bit of creative writing. Not oh, as much. Actually, I,
0: uh, just quick interjection. Sorry to interrupt, but um, I. I in terms of music, I'm actually pretty much determined that I'm done with these all three of these songs. I'm gonna post them at some point, nice. probably in the next week. So, gonna gonna put that out there somewhere. Very I'll nice. probably like whatever episode after we after it's posted, all we'll include a link to yeah. to it, so people could listen to that and then have something more valid to criticize me on. <laughs> They'll be able to criticize my audio editing and my music making, and then I'll just feel bad about myself as a person. It's yeah. great. No,
1: <laughs> it's, honestly, this is my thing. The only way you get better is by putting yourself out there. Yeah.
0: Well I'm I'm that's like so far I have not posted any of my stuff and I'm going to probably post both of my like three song EPs up onto Spotify. Um
1: I'll listen to them on repeat so you can get paid. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll just have my computer running them in the background on a loop. Quarter of a penny every time or yes. whatever it is. Um those royalty checks. <laughs> yeah.
0: Just a, a quick thing. I was just thinking about um, how small those checks are going to be, and I was just thinking about: uh, Do you remember in Barry, the na- they go to the show Barry? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. They go to a bar called Residuals, which yeah, has yeah. like all the checks of like six cents yeah. that people get as their TV residuals, just like pinned to the wall because people are yeah. just like, "This isn't even worth it to deposit."
1: Yeah, I know. I yeah. I don't even. So okay, that's a dumb. That's a dumb thing. Where it's like, how how much in time and money does it take for someone to write out all those checks, mail them out? Yeah. If it's six cents, just be like, Hey, keep it all until it gets to $10 or whatever, and then pay me out or whatever, or just say like, Hey, instead of sending me six cents every five years, just pay me out. Give me five bucks now and you can keep everything forever. Yeah. It, like, there's got to be a better way of doing it. But. There does.
0: I, I do, I, one thing I do like is I really like that detail. Like, it kind of fleshes out the world yes. of Barry that that's that, that bar is there. I don't know if that's a real bar in L.A. Maybe
1: yeah. it is. Yeah, even though I will say, like, of course the movie industry and TV industry is going to flesh out that. Like, they know that stuff. It, yeah. like. I do think it is a nice detail that adds it is a nice to detail. that world. I liked it. Yeah. And it's all about acting. Again, I really like Barry. It's a good yeah, show. Yeah, it's a great show.
0: I You, you know that the. the the first time that I ever watched the show, I was over at a friend's place. Uh, we put on the first episode, just like, yeah, maybe it'll be all right. And we end up watching the, the whole season, season with, in, in one sitting. We didn't like even get up from the couch the entire time. What will be new in 2021? Will there be a new season of Barry? Please. That would be great. Yeah. Um, we going to be the...
1: new Rick and Morty, I think.
0: Yeah, that would be great. That... Oh, that would be really nice maybe maybe, maybe they'll actually release things on time without a four year delay. I know
1: I'm also just hoping t v will get back to every t v show that Aaron watches has like people living in it's like this is us where it's like because it's supposed to be like realistic in our times they're dealing with the same stuff, so they're all like wearing masks, I'm like I just want like i I want to escape my world by watching tv not be like learn more other people's problems with covid
0: well then you should watch uh, you should watch different types of shows for example in like i think it's 11 days this new show comes on air called clarice does not take place in our modern day so not constantly wearing masks in, in that show wow i'm really excited about this tv show for many reasons and one of them is that sure. I'm, I'm working on making it i'm not paid to specifically say this but these people do Write pay my me and, yeah
1: Anyways, it's I just actually Michael like pitching his stuff. By the way, buy my mu- uh, listen to my music, <laughs> watch my show. It's not my show. I mean, if you well, want to call your name my- in the,
0: no, I'm not gonna be in the credits. Although I would, I no, it won't be. I'm going to be really excited the first time my name is in the credits. So, yeah, uh, I, 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 I Just as an aside, I actually am legitimately excited about this, not just like uh,
1: <laughs> it's my well, show. Yeah, well, Yeah, you also haven't seen it yet, so I'm sure you'll be excited. No, but I've, I've read scenes. I've read two of the scripts. yeah So I was gonna say also nah i was gonna say completely off topic uh, i was an extra in two things just when i had some extra time before covid i was like sure why not like basically for anyone who ever wants to know what being an extra is like it's being on your phone for most of the day yeah. and then standing for two scenes and then going back to being on your phone it's a lot of waiting yeah it's like hey we need you know all the uh ukrainian embassy get up and walk from this side to that side okay let's do it again Okay, everyone can go back and sit down. Then you go back to a big room, and you sit on your phone for two more hours until they need you again. You just go to BG Holding, and then you, you exactly. Hold. <laughs> so, but now every time I see, um, oh, what is his name, Daniels, um, from the newsroom. Oh, Jeff Daniels? Jeff Daniels. I'm like, oh, it's my co-star. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, I was just seen in the background of something with, what's it called? The Green, it was called The Green Room. It was oh. the Comey Rules or whatever. yeah, yeah. I, yeah. So I was a background. First, I was a, I was Ukrainian. And how, uh, how did you get into character as being Ukrainian, Josh? So that's the funny part. They're like, mm. Like, they look at some people, and they're like, you, you, and you. And they grab me. And then one guy goes, Ukrainian bride, huh? I'm like, huh? He's like, you also are Ukrainian. I was like, no. I was like, oh, you look so you. Like, <laughs> he literally said, I look so Ukrainian. He was, like, him and his buddy were both Ukrainian. I was like, I'm the only non authentic one here i guess so you feel like a phony a Uh, big fat no because in the end i didn't even i didn't even get into the scene they they had me walk and they're like too many people the fake ukrainian (laughs) and then i go back to bg holding i sit around and then they changed me and literally all they did was change the way my hair was parted (laughs) and they're like okay now you're an fbi agent (laughs) Because oh, I mean, the,
0: they did the the hair parting as a right. Yeah, the
1: ba- the bad guys go one way and the good guys go the have other we're, way. we ever, uh, uh, Not that Ukrainians are bad, but in this one, I think it was like you know, yeah. Um, <laughs> that is so fun.
0: I actually do think. Do we not have some Ukrainian ancestry? I know we got Polish and Herzegovina and I thought there was yeah, also Ukrainian. Probably,
1: but again, I'm not. Yeah, in this very scene, indirectly in this scene, i Yes, in this scene, I think they were, um, you know, colluding with the wrong embassies or whatever so um but yeah and then for the for the fbi scene again it's just like literally just sit there and let jeff daniels talk at the front and okay back to bg holding <laughs> so if anyone's ever interested the number one thing i would recommend is bring a fully charged phone or a book that yeah. those are that's it it's well, like extremely un I, i've been sexy. told
0: bringing a book is is the best thing to do yeah
1: it's get, an unsexy it. thing but eh, it was fun it was interesting yeah um what 2021 so yes. <laughs>
0: I, uh, did we even start on a topic, or did, did we?
1: Oh, so I was gonna say that I, I will bring up a recent thing so that to as a jumping-off point for where it's going. So the GameStop fiasco, what I'll call it. Yes. So for those who don't know, GameStop went from four dollars to four hundred dollars in a you know in six months, and really it went from twenty dollars to four hundred dollars in like five days. Yeah. I think that. And, you know, I could be very wrong here. I think this is a sign of irrational exuberance. I think we're going to see a big pullback in the market. Mm. I think that it's extra frothy. People, uh, again, I I am not an expert, but I like to invest. I think I know a little bit more than the average Joe. And, you know, if you got in the market, it's gone up. But now I have my friends calling me who don't know anything about stocks. And they go, so, Josh, like, what?" what should the strike price be that I buy these options at? Or like, should I buy, how much Dogecoin should I buy? I'm thinking like, these are complicated financial assets, especially like options and shorting. I'm like, you're not like, oh, should I buy some Apple or Tesla? Like, that's a valid question. Maybe I say, hey, Tesla, I love the company, but it might be a little expensive. I still hold, blah, blah, blah. No, they're like, I don't want to make a little money. I want to make, how how do I make 10 times my money in a week? I'm like, this is, the, the people who seem to be getting in are the least- yeah. Qualified and not to there are lots of qualified people who are also investing. I wanna lots of retail investors who are very complicated and know their stuff. So I'm not dissing retail investors, but I also think this is the second wave. And to me, this is a sign that bad things are gonna happen. This is this is not a good thing. Yeah.
0: I was I was like at some point I was just like, This I know that this whole thing is happening because there were a bunch of shorts on GameStop, but I was thinking, man, this is probably actually the
1: best time to short GameStop because it's definitely not going to sustain this price. But that's... So this <laughs> is the crazy part. So that's what... So then my friend said that. I said, but isn't everyone else thinking like that? Yeah.
0: I didn't end up doing anything on it, but I was just like, man, it just seems like this would be a, like a perfect
1: time. to I just- thought that too when it hit 120 and then it went up to 240 and then 400. So to me, my big thing is like, this is why I like going long in stocks, which is buying. For those who don't know, shorting is hoping this price will go down. When you buy a stock... You hope it goes long. You have an infinite time horizon. If you bought Tesla in 2013 until 2019, it basically did nothing. But then, (laughs) since then, it's up 10 times. So your overall investment was great because you have an infinite time horizon. When you're short, you do not have an infinite time horizon. If you ask me, is GameStop going down? Yeah, it's probably going to go down to about 20 bucks. I could not tell you when. Is it going to take a week, a month, a year? I don't know. It's going down but you're going to pay the longer you wait for that to happen and you have to pay fees to short it or if you buy options you're paying uh, a much higher price that could be worth nothing. So I I'm with you. It's going down. It's a matter of when and in the markets. If you're short and you're early, it's just as bad as being wrong. Yeah. I mean, cuz the under the
0: underlying asset is worth nothing. It's lost it's not mo- worth nothing, but it's, it's worth- lost
1: money 5 years in a row now. Yeah, but uh, you know what? So here's the whole logic. Um, and just like with any startup, it's, it's, it has to change significantly. The, the, the business as is is worth basically nothing. So they brought in a guy who's an e-commerce expert, and they said, let's, let's move more towards e-commerce. E-commerce did grow significantly. I think it's up 134% sales. It's worth something. But the question is, is it worth $400 million? Is it worth a billion? It's not worth 25 billion, which is what it's no. worth right now. It's it's off by an order of magnitude, but it's worth something. Same with AMC; it's worth something. Yeah, it's just not worth anything. What it's worth. Yeah. Actually, I, I read an interesting one about AMC. He said AMC is actually, if you actually want AMC to continue, he thinks the best option is to get bought by a bigger company like a Netflix or a Disney, who then can vertically integrate and be like, oh, well, you know. Let there's th-
0: issues with vertical integration I of know. studios.
1: I as- agree, but. Anyway, I still think it's going to happen. Listen, we, we have two unregulated monopolies in Google and Facebook, so I think there's going to be, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think they'll have as big an issue. And I don't think they're going to buy all of AMC, but they might say, hey, we want 10 locations or whatever it is. But that's only if it gets cheap. If AMC, when AMC was cheap, someone could say, hey, I'll buy these assets at the discount. And I, I want to keep three or four and I'll sell the rest. Now that the stock's gone up, it's actually more likely. They're like, ironically, the, the stock went up, and yet this makes it more likely that they won't be able to be acquired by someone, which means that they'll just ultimately fail.
0: Well, I, I guess that just means that the people who are like the majority shareholders will just sell off some of their stock in order to survive longer, which means that when they do eventually be, get to a price where they are acquirable,
1: they'll have less stock to share yeah. in that acquisition. Yeah. Um, I just worry, I think, in the end of the day, I think the people are going to get hurt at the little guy. Yeah, and again, obviously. some of them are going to make lots of money. Some retail investors did amazingly well. But that's my other reason why I don't like shorting. It's, it's mutually beneficial. If I buy a stock, and I buy Tesla, and I'm long, I'm, I'm helping Tesla advance the, their, their mission of, of an EV future. When you're yes. short, someone's got to win, and someone's got to lose. It's a zero-sum game. Someone wins, someone loses. End of story. Some people are going to make tons of money on this, and some people are going to lose their shirts. And some of these, and and that's the point, as retail investors get in, it's going to be little guys like my buddy who's like, oh, what's the downside? Uh, Why not throw $1,000 on Dogecoin? And he literally said that. He's like, oh, I missed the boat. And then it went down 50%. I'm like, so it's a good thing you missed the boat. Like, that's my point. These assets are extremely speculative and risky, and people are not.
0: Well, it's all of these assets that we're talking about, these Dogecoins and GameStop, they're their value is not in any way tied to the, the underlying. A- yeah. They're not tied to underlying assets. They're just tied to speculation and the fact that you think someone else will buy it for more down the line. You think that you, you're accepting that what I'm buying is not worth what I'm paying for it, but I accept that someone else is going to pay more for it, even though I understand that it's not worth this. For amount. sure.
1: But that's my point. I think people are going to, that, that, how long can assets stay that way? And I again, I don't want to say the market's gonna crash. I think we're gonna see a small correction, mainly on the back of these. Some companies have run up huge. Some companies I like, like Beyond Meat, which I think is a great company. But it's like, okay, is it twice what it should be? Probably. Yeah. So like again, I do think like there's a story behind these stocks of a future that people want to buy into, whether it's EVs with Tesla or uh, you know artificial meat. I believe in those futures, and I do think that these companies have real value. But I think that they've gone to it like the. People have now gone to such an extreme where there's no value tying them, and, and you have to have something underneath. That well, gives isn't a value.
0: there? Um, the, uh, I think it was the the guy who came up with Keynesian. I can't Ken Keynes or Keynes or whatever. Keynes. His name? Keynes?
1: Is that really how it's called? Key, uh, to... Key, uh, Keynesian logic or Keynesian yeah. theory? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think it was that guy who said markets, or market, yeah. Yeah. markets can remain irrational. irrational longer
1: than you can remain solvent. Yeah. Yeah. That's my point. That's why I'm like, I'm not trying to make money on this because I have no idea. It could, it could literally, this could stay. I said, eventually I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure I'm a hundred percent. Sir. GameStop will be worth significantly less than it is today. Yes. I just don't know how long it will take. And I'm, I'm and so I'm like, I, I would not touch this thing with a 10 foot pole. And I think the biggest thing is this, um, ego that you think you know more than everyone else ever originally there was no one in this stock and so you could make money because you go oh like the original thesis was hey it's four dollars i think it might be worth ten so and it's heavily shorted so we could get a short squeeze pretty easy that's like real fundamental analysis there there's some value there there's the e-commerce guy who came in he's on the board they're changing there's a real argument today this is the biggest story in the finance world easily yeah Like you have Elizabeth Warren, you have, or sorry, you have Ted Cruz, you have AOC talking about it. You've got billionaires talking about it. it, It's everywhere. So for you, some 25 year old who does not have a background in economics to think, I know better than everyone else and I can beat everyone else in this story that as more people get in, there's more and more competition. When no one knows about it, you have an edge. You don't have, do you really think you have an edge over everyone else who's on this forum? No. 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 And that's why I think this, this, this hubris that people think they know more than everyone else. I openly admit, I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. I have no idea where the market's going. But my fear is that too many people who don't know where the market's going are coming in, and, and that's going to make things volatile.
0: Yeah. Um, I, actually, just random, when you're talking about knowing more than, than someone else, I'm just remembering a scene from um, the first season of Silicon Valley where, when Peter Gregory was still part of the show before the actor died, yep. where with the sesame seeds... There's so many, so many of these breading's have sesame seeds, and he figures out the sesame seed thing because he like finds something actually no one else is is looking at this. So I found something unique. Yeah. Whereas, because no one's looking at it, when everyone's looking at something,
1: yeah. Well, that, there's no edge. So there's a great investor, Peter Lynch, uh, and he basically said everyone can be a, a good investor. Not everyone can be, but everyone can be a good investor because you have to say what do I know more than anyone else? Are you a doctor? And maybe you've been noticing a new drug and you say, hey, you know what, This or this new medical device, maybe you're in the top 10% in knowledge in that field. So where do you have an edge? And that's my point. It's like, what do I know? I, I think I know I love YouTube. I understand. I, I love watching YouTube. I think that it's uh, an undervalued uh, asset when compared to Netflix and stuff like that. When I look at Google, I'm like, I think if you spun out YouTube as its own company, it would be worth more than a shit ton more than it's being valued at now. So I'm like, I'm a big believer in Google. I think that the underlying search business is great. I think the YouTube business is even bigger. Um, So I I understand that there's certain areas that I understand. So I try to invest in things that I know and I understand and products I use. If I don't use the product, I try not to. And Warren Buffett says that he's like, I like diet Coke. I like cheeseburgers. I like McDonald's. Like, Isn't his big thing if you can explain it? then Yeah, if you can yeah. explain it to a child. And yet some yeah. people are like, oh, I'm, I'm buying this quantum, uh, this, uh, this uh, company that does cybersecurity and edge computing. Do you know anything about edge computing? Nope, but I heard it from someone else on Twitter. Really? Like that's, again, yeah. it's just, it seems like, again, they've done very well so far, and I've done very well so far too, buying in on some stocks that I think I understand. But that's my thing. You don't miss out by not investing on something that goes up 1,000%. You don't lose money. You know, if you just if you didn't invest in whatever it was, I don't know. What's the cloud compute? CrowdStrike has gone up a ton too, or even G- GameStop. You didn't lose money by not investing in them. So I try to only stick to what I know, and it's done well for me. But I think too many people are getting just caught up in the frenzy.
0: For me, I, I think for... We'll talk about investing for just this last little thing, and then we'll go back to, to the, the broader topic. But I just invest in... in i i don't try and outsmart anyone i recognize that like i don't know enough about these things so i never i never like play specific bets you know what i do i invest in the general market because you know what i do know the one thing that i do know about economics is the general market goes up in the long run and i don't need this money right now if you give it 30 years till i need it in 30 years it'll be a lot worth and be I a lot worth more than now and that's all i need to know and i can i can do that is it like is there an ideal version that's better than that yes but i don't know that i accept that so i will just do what will make me my my solid healthy percentage so my every friends year.
1: asked me what they should do and i basically said the same i said well i said if you really want to do something you should do 80 percent safe things etfs and and stuff like that i basically do have that and then 20 percent risky stuff you say i believe in bitcoin Put, put 2% of your portfolio in Bitcoin. I believe in Tesla. Put 1%, whatever. D- do that. Be risky. Maybe you say, I think I understand the entertainment industry. I love Netflix. I'm going to throw some on Netflix. Yeah. Like, I, I, I believe in that. But, like, I agree with you. Most of it should be, like, very broad, general things. You know, there's a there's an ETF for home building if you believe that yeah. that's going to be like you can also get a little selective like I have an ETF that's video games because I think video games are the future but I know nothing about video games so I'm like let someone out I, I will someone pay someone
0: to 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 pick those things yeah but I just want in that market because I've got I've got one ETF that's crypto, uh, crypto cur- not cryptocurrency but like um, decentralized DeFi? Co- yeah stuff like that where it's I'm not investing in the currency but the underlying like technologies oh, there okay. and yep. I'm not, I'm not picking any specific company. I've got an ETF that does that for but me. That's
1: a, but that's exactly it. That's, I think that's the best way of saying, I don't know. Know what you don't know yeah. is the strongest thing. Because believing there's this, I can't remember the quote, but I just read it. It was like, when you think you know something, that's when you stop learning. When you think you, you already know it, you can't, you can't learn something that you think you already know everything about. So you have to admit that you don't know stuff about it in order to get better and learn more about that. So I think the biggest thing people can know is say, I don't fucking know. And yeah. know what they don't know about. All right.
0: Yeah, that's that's been a lot of how I've just like, that. that's that's what I've got someone else to do this for. Yeah. And so
1: let's talk non- non-financial, yeah. 2021. 2021.
0: Um, so I, I think a lot of people, when when they think about 2021, they're going to think, how is this different from 2020? But I, I'm kind of more interested in seeing how the world generally... Because I, I don't think we're gonna hit twenty late 2021, early 2022, and things are gonna go back to you know 2019, 2018 style of the world. I think that people are going. There's gonna be like some residual where people are going. I think there's going to be a short term. People are gonna gather a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. But I think long term, there's going to be things where people are less interested in some of these. For things. sure. Well. There's two possibilities. One, they were just too permanently just like big crowds of people are dangerous, or it's just like, no, I, I've i been bottled up for too long. Now there's just going to be a constant explosion of I want, I need yeah.
1: people. And I think it's somewhere in between where I don't think that we're going, I think we're going to want that human connection, but I think we're also going to see some areas where I'm like, but why am I doing it for this? Like, why yeah. am I around people for this? Like, so I think one thing is, I think some people are going to say, like, I'll just give a, the most obvious example, like working from home. I think that's one where it's yeah. like, why do I need to be in an office five days a week when maybe I should be in like once a week to like see my colleagues and and get kind of that personal touch. And maybe there's a meeting and, and and yeah. But if everything
0: that I'm communicating with my colleagues is already digital and like, it would be the same thing to, to receive my PDF here and my PDF there. What difference does it make?
1: Exactly. So I think that's like one very obvious thing that like, I think work from home is here to stay now again is it going to be the same level as currently no but i think you're going to see a massive shift you think of, like three quarters of our change is going to stay or i would say 50 okay that's still 50, huge huge still- huge but i think and the reason i say 50 is and it might not be 50 immediately i think you're going to see much more flexible working so i think some some people are going to say like listen you got to come into work but maybe it's going to be like three days a week it, or maybe you'll have to come in two days a week and you work from home three days a week. So it's like partial. But I think long-term they say, why are we doing this? Let's, instead of having a full office building, let's rent flexible office space and we can have the whole company here and maybe you're in two days a week and someone else is two days a week. So therefore, because like you only are using part of the space some of the time. What was the name of that company that like spectacular? WeWork?
0: Yeah, I feel like WeWork, if they were, if they came around now compared to blowing up, like They're right still before around. this. But, but like, didn't, didn't they get like
1: hit really hard? It was it was again before. the underlying value made no sense. So like they they like the company was still good. And there's other companies that do this flexible office space. I think is on the rise. Yeah, but it's what is a flexible office space? It's still a real estate company that rents space t- to other people. They were trying to say like the reason we work failed was they're like no 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 we're more than that. We're about lifting to a higher consciousness and we're about bringing people together and all this. Okay, you're you rent this much office space. This is how much you bring in. Here's the regular multiple for real estate companies. You're worth two billion. No, no, no we're worth fifty seven billion. That's like that was. It was the same with GameStop. It's like there's an underlying business there. Yeah, it's just not worth what they said it was. And also that guy's super fucking suspicious. The yeah. The CEO. I know you read all the things. I I remember
0: having there's like a, a new uh, an episode of the Daily about it. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: He he bought the name. We, they changed from WeWork to The We Company. He bought that The We Company
0: and, and then, then sold, sold it back it to, to, yeah.
1: to the business for like $3 million. Which he just pocketed independently. I know. There's so many things like that where it's like he was double dealing. That's embezzling with extra steps yeah. right there. He, he bought a company <laughs> or he bought a building and then he leased it to The we Com- the WeWork Company. Yeah, Like so much... Like I said, this is embezzling with extra steps. And then when he left, Rather than just in taking it leave, a he had to account, take a yeah. billion-dollar payout. It's like, this is the shadiest fucking dude ever. Yeah. Adam Newman, you suck. Um, do you? I, I feel like we talked
0: about The Daily previously, and you said that you don't listen to it because you feel it—because you said that like the length of—the the life cycle of news means that there's no point in listening to a, a Daily News podcast. Well,
1: so again, this might be very—some people are going to say I'm wrong, but I'm like— what two things one, if it's important enough, it will find me. And some people will say, Josh, you're just wrong. You but you might find something important, and I don't. It's the same, like again, my father in law watches a lot of CNN. He would say, Oh, did you hear about this story and this story? They're not relevant. Donald Trump sucked, he's out of office now. Does it really matter what he did on day 75 when there was some other random controversy? No, it's one, it's one needle or it's one piece of hay in the giant haystack, and that's what I think it is. It's like. Most news today is not real news. Major events, major things, like the riot on the Capitol, I heard about that. Biden winning, I heard about that. Coronavirus, I heard about that. Vaccines, I hear about that. Anything that is important, I I cannot think of something that is majorly important that I have not heard about in the last three years, which is when I stopped basically following all news because to me, the news is just, here is a story. You have an entire world. There are millions of, there are billion, 7 billion people all interacting, which means you get millions of little what I will call stories happening. They pick the stories that fit their narrative the best, so that they can push some idea about the way the world should work. That to me is the news. I want to instead pick and choose what stories I think, so that I can come to a, my own conclusions, than being told what to think about something. Um, can't remember why why
0: I uh, I've lost my the daily. Drink. You said the Daily Adam uh, yeah. Newman. Yeah, um, yeah, but I can't remember why I brought that up. Now I've just lost my train of thought. Well, what do
1: they, are there any thoughts there? Also, how long is the daily? Twenty five minutes. Oh, way too long. <laughs> <What>? Twenty five <laughs> minutes every day. I don't think there's twenty five minutes of newsworthiness every day.
0: Well, most episodes aren't about something that happened today. Okay. There are episodes that are just like Wait, yeah. it's called the daily because it is released. Daily. It's not like the 25 minutes is like, this is what happened in the past 24 hours. It's like, here's an important news story that's happened at some point, and we're going to talk about it. So how, but how recently? Are you talking like a month? Oh, some sometimes it's like stuff that's within that, but like they did an entire series called Caliphate, which was like a multiple year investigation that they put into a series about uh, ISIS, where there's someone who had like a long term contact with someone who is a
1: part of the organization. So, like, it's not like it's... That, again, to me, it doesn't seem to fit the daily. And then we're like, and these six dailies are going to equal one. Like, just, it's its own report. Like, that to me is like... They did, they did actually release that also on a separate stream.
0: Separate from that. But, like, their news stories are generally about... This is a long-term story that we've been following. Someone in the New York Times has made a story about it. We're now going to do an episode about it. It's not like it happened yesterday. It's just a, a podcast that comes out daily
1: that's about the news. I'm going to continue to not listen.
0: You're very welcome to do that. Okay,
1: so I'll tell you what else I think, two two other things I think are going to continue. or, or i don't know In if addition to
0: not listening to The Daily in 2021, yeah. what else will be new for Josh in 2021? No, not for me.
1: <laughs> two things I think are going to happen in a big way. I think we're going to see some major, major moves in, in the U.S. specifically, in U.S. Um, in statewide gambling, and weed legalization at a federal level um do you think though uh, so Both. you think the state level one that's obviously
0: going to be controlled by state governments yep now the federal level one that would be a federal government initiative do you think that's going to happen because of this new administration and you think do you, partly now do you think that this new administration is going to put a focus on that i feel like they've got so many things that they want to spend political capital on do you really think that? First that's... of all, they have
1: both. They have the Senate and the House. Yeah, but with so the they... filibuster rules, it makes it hard to pass stuff without. I'll tell you why I think, and that goes back to the economy. I think lots of ta- states need more tax revenue, and you know what? Two things are going to bring a lot of tax revenue: weed gambling and, and weeding. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's honestly, it's to me, and, and not just that. I don't. The Republicans are not anti- weed anymore. They they are just like we want our finger in. We want are in the in the honey jar. They want they're like if it's business, if it's bringing in money, sure, that's what they want. If the, if I think if you made a deal and you said we will cut, we will bring in more tax revenue by opening this up, but we'll keep taxes the same. I think they're like sweet. Yeah, okay. Like John Boehner, the former Republican House Speaker, is like yeah. super pro weed now because he's invested in it because he's invested. Like that's why oh now he, it will make me money. Hmm. That, but I know, but like and again, am I pro that? No, I think it's pretty scummy, but like. At the end of the day, to me, I'm like, it's still overall a good. People will not be arrested. Uh, uh, It'll be um, regulated, hopefully not as much as it is here. I think it's overly regulated here, but I do
0: think it's good to be regulated. You think essentially all of these people who have changed their minds are now, have acquired a net long position on these these assets and will now
1: be in favor of them. But I think they're now going to see, I think one, some of them probably were pro it, but they couldn't justify it. It's the same with gay marriage where it's like, you know obama wasn't pro gay marriage but then it's the political climate becomes okay enough and now it's a good move i think it's the same with weed where i think the political climate's like okay let's fucking legalize it we'll bring in tax revenue we'll 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 sell it as like we're we're opening up new jobs in the burgeoning new field yeah. of weed yeah they have like
0: i'm i'm just gonna see it in the way cuz i i just love that scene in, in the movie the big short where he's just like so the bank is now you're, what you're telling me is you've acquired it's, a net short position so and now funny. you will Properly value it because it's
1: in your interest. And they're like, I don't know what to say. He's like, I think you've said it all. I literally thought of that scene yesterday and I I don't know why. I literally was thinking, you know, I fucking would love to see in jail those people. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, have have, we. Sh- we should talk about the Big Short on one of these episodes because I feel like that's so up your at- like. It's, it's one of my
1: favorite movies. That yeah. and
0: Moneyball are two of my favorites. I would rather talk about Moneyball, but I feel nah. like Big Short's more Big up your sure alley. I love, but I love them both. Fucking love Moneyball. It's Ball. so good. You tell me that you can look at that kid and say, "I know," and "I know," "I know," but you
1: don't know. Yeah, <laughs> and it go again. That goes back to my thing. A healthy amount of not knowing is good. Yeah, people who think they know too much are generally wrong. Actually, there was a great say that said, "People who." the people who are most sure are most
0: like dunning kruger stuff
1: yeah exactly but the people who are on tv who normally make the hottest takes are more likely to be wrong than the experts who normally hedge themselves well i would say the stock market would continue to go up if inflation were to yeah you you have to hedge it because if you fucking think you know you're probably wrong yeah because everyone else probably thinks that way too yeah um Sorry, I, uh, how did we get,
0: oh, um, yeah, so you said weed, weed and, gambling and gambling I see more easily because that only requires state houses. Federal weed, I think maybe we'll see some ballot initiatives for state level weed. I don't know if we'll get federal. I think maybe.
1: It, again, it might not happen in 2021, but I think we're going to see some major moves we, by I think the we end will. of 2021. I
0: think we'll see more progress on that front. Partly because I do think we have an administration that does control all three branches that is in favor of that, and I think the American public has obviously over like we're looking at like a twenty a twenty year time frame. The shift in in opinion is
1: massive. And by on the that. way, here's here's my other thinking: just because it is federally legalized, does not mean each state has to legalize it. No, but so it, to me, I'm like. You know, if someone's like, oh, we can't allow weed, you know, we're not allowing weed. We're allowing you to you each the state's rights, the whole thing the Republicans love. It's like literally pitch it to them the way they want to be pitched. Hey, we're not making it legal. We're letting you choose if it's legal. We're letting the people choose.
0: Yeah. Um Although I'm, I'm guessing some states would probably complain. It's like we don't have it written into our rule books because you had it on your rule books, so we don't have a separate legislation. Now we have to do work to make it that I way. Know. Oh no! Uh, so yeah. That's
1: I don't know. That's those are two things I think are going to happen. And uh, I, I, I see the logic. And in people both also of those. are like getting used to like having too much free time. So I think people have. A, I, I know. Oh, by the way, so I am coming up on what's the date today?
0: The thirty first. Thirty first. Last day.
1: I am coming of up January. on my weed fast being over i have not done i i did no mary jane january and i actually started I,
0: I like that you you how much time did you spend
1: thinking about that i just <laughs> want to know just for my own records yeah exactly no smoke september nope that doesn't work <laughs> you had a whole yeah.
0: you had four meetings where you had a concept meeting yeah then you your brainstorm
1: so um But yeah, so I, and I haven't smoked since the end of December or or done anything since. So I'm coming up on, let's say six weeks. Um, but I can tell you, I was doing it too much, not like in an unhealthy way, but like when there's nothing to do, you get into bad habits, whether it's drinking too much, which I'm sure lots of people have been doing or smoking too much or any of these things that on their own are not bad. It's not bad to do these things, but like when they become a habit because there's nothing else to do, it can be detrimental. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for for me, I
0: I I used to, I wouldn't, I used to smoke too much. Like when I was in university, I was, I was smoking too much, but now I, it's not like I, it's funny. I didn't decide to quit. I just. stopped doing it. I just stopped doing it. And it wasn't like all of us, it was just like, there's a big slowdown and then just like a, meh, I guess not. And now I just haven't smoked in or consumed cannabis in any way in some time. Which is I, don't, good. I don't. Does I, it I,
1: impact your life in any way?
0: No, not really. There
1: you go. Although I, I'm getting
0: like, I if you had told me that there'd be a bunch of, there'd be long stretches of time where I'm sitting at home alone doing nothing, and I need to fill those hours, and you told me that that is also the time that coincided with me not smoking weed, yeah, yeah. I would have told you that is the, the worst timing possible, I know. which is. Well,
1: it's yeah, it's funny. Well, I remember it, I said right when it, uh, right when Corona happened. Aaron and I, we smoked a joint, and then we walked to a thing to get some, like, takeout burgers. Yeah. And the police showed up, and I was really nervous. But I was, like, saying to Aaron, I said, I'm really nervous. If you told me that I would be more afraid, not because I'm smoking weed, but because I'm gathering in public, like, you, <laughs> like, literally. The cops are
0: going to see me with more than two people. Oh, oh my God. <laughs>
1: yeah it made no sense but like how many stoners are there wait a second i count four what's the what's the limits yeah. right now yeah so that was it's a it's definitely we're living through weird times yeah but um and i know i'm not alone we're like i'm sure there's lots of people who say you know what how do i what do you do in the afternoon like people watch again i love netflix there's nothing wrong with not watching netflix but it's like is that all people like there people are doing it too much i think and again maybe that's a judgment call but like I see that, like Mr.
0: Jetjee Poo. Yeah,
1: no, but like too much weed, too much alcohol, too much, um, too much stimulation, right? I, I, I respect that you and, and Rage have creative hobbies outside of that. Well,
0: I would, my one of my big things is hobbies, the the the, the surge in hobbies because I think people are going to realize that they like all this time. What do they do with, with their free time? Yeah, with their free times, like without other people, what? Who are you? Just like what, 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 and lots of people you?
1: have gotten on hobbies, but I also think lots of people have like tried it for a week and then been like,
0: neh, neh. well, I feel like part of that is that like they didn't choose a hobby based off of like what they felt inside. They read an article like, yeah, sourdough sounds fun, and then they picked yeah. that up as a, as a hobby rather than like thinking deeply about themselves and saying, like, who am I and what will I enjoy no, doing with but my time? I also think
1: sourdough's a little different. Like, I, again, we've always been good at baking and cooking at home, and I hope most people will pick that up and do more home cooking instead of I think it's good I think it's healthy to know how to, I think it's a good thing yeah, for people to a, know how to cook that's such an important life skill I think it's also like good for your actual health because when you go out bigger portions so you can control your portions at home low low lower sodium all this stuff like again I think these are good habits to pick up on but I wouldn't call it a hobby I don't think of again maybe if you're like really into baking it's a hobby but like most people like we bake a little we make banana bread every couple weeks. I wouldn't call it a hobby.
0: No, but like I, I, I was just using sourdough as an example. But I, I feel know. like a lot of people picked up hobbies because they read like a BuzzFeed For article sure. and then they gave up on it in a week or so. Yeah. Whereas, like, I feel like ho- I'm hoping people. I think when people found a hobby that they like, they stick with it. But really, they're just trying on. Like in the same way that you're trying on clothes, they're trying on hobbies, yeah, because they don't know which ones are going to work for them.
1: For yet. sure, and yeah, and you don't know, but it's. I, I think it's like you want to pick a hobby that you want to struggle at. Like I know that or I know that sounds weird, but like when you make your first song, it's not going to be good.
0: No, there's um, there's actually a really great article from a couple of years ago that I'll, I'll try and send you a copy of it called "In Praise of Mediocrity." Okay, it's just about how, like, you're you can pick up stuff and not be like you can make music and not be like, oh, I'm going to be a recording artist. No. Yeah. You have a hobby, and you do it, and... It's about you, getting better. You get better at it, but and you may never achieve great heights, but you just enjoy it for what it is, and it's something that you do, that you're mediocre at, that you like. Yeah. Don't feel the pressure to, to, to reach for being a professional musician. Yeah. Just make just music that, mediocrely because you, you like it.
1: I agree, but even more than that, even if you are a professional musician... Yeah, musician. You're. I'm a professional museum <laughs> Even if you're a professional musician, the first thing you think is going to be great. You really think that? Oh God! The fir- no, the first, the first thing first you make is th- going to suck. Oh,
0: I I can definitely guarantee you. Absolutely, the yeah. first song that I finished, I can barely listen to it now because I'm like, oh, who do, who
1: who is this for? Yeah. I can barely even stand. There it. was a. I think it was Ira Glass had a quote which was called like the taste, the taste talent gap, which was like. Why you get into something is like you have you think you have good taste in it. Oh, I think I know music. Oh, I think I know food. Oh, I think I know this. But when you start actually doing it, your talent's not there yet. So you know it's not good, but yeah, so like the, the thing that will get you there is your taste. It is that you know what's good and what's not good, but you you have to work on that talent. It's gonna yeah. take time. It's gonna it might take you again, I'm doing some creative writing i it is hard it is really hard to write it is really oh. hard to and not just that the ideas are easy ideas coming and go and they flow but then you write it down and you're like how do i actually turn this uh image in my head into something that makes sense on paper and it took you know 30 minutes to write a fucking paragraph yeah oh, do you, I, I i'm try- happy with the first paragraph <laughs> yeah. yeah but the next then i wrote six more and then i'm like yeah, this one's good that one's not good but it's tough it takes yeah.
0: work i remember i I tried writing a screenplay once and i just tried writing dialogue and i read it out loud i'm like no human being will ever believe that someone else will talk like this well
1: it's just ever so s- bad what's those master classes uh with aaron sarkin uh i i, I know of a master class i know that he did one i haven't okay. done the ads which i see on youtube or not anymore but i used to is like he's like oh darn a sentence no one has ever said <laughs> <laughs> start a sentence with it or whatever it's like because he's like that is his biggest pet peeve and like when writing then people like and you'll see it all the time moves oh darn and it's like yeah. no one talks like that he's i'm not even talking about getting to like
0: sorkin level dialogue because sorkin level dialogue that's no, like that's, trying to te-
1: I think that's that, the highest level i know but i think the so again maybe this is a little off topic but like do you think that when you start getting better do you think it's because your highs get better or because you knock out all the lows like in other words you avoid stupid mistakes and so you're just like your mediocrity can shine through or does your actual mediocrity get better and you actually end up doing I think, more brilliant I things? I think
0: some of it is that and some of it is you you're less happy with the stuff that you make and you're more discriminating about it. You're just like, oh, before I was just like, I, I had never written anything. So I wrote this and I was happy with it. And now I listen to it I'm like, how could I have possibly been happy yeah. with that? But that's my point. I think it's like all about wiping out the bottom. I don't even think it's that you're because getting you write less th- bad stuff.
1: I think you write the same amount of bad stuff, but when you read it, you're like, I don't mean bad. That's I mean bad. literally the bad. <laughs> so like, let's say you write, you know, and you go the, the bottom fifty percent sucks, but then the top part, then you're like, yeah, that bottom fifty percent, and you just keep it keeps yeah. going up because you keep knocking out the bottom fifty percent, saying that sucks yeah. because it's you're used to you like that's how you raise it. I don't think you actually ever get. I agree with what you're saying basically. I think you get more discerning. Yeah, I think your threshold for
0: accepting something just keeps. Raising up for when consider I think are bad because, yeah. yeah, and I, I also think with some of this stuff, you start to learn tactics for recognizing, like for when you're writing, you're just like, okay, so the f- you, you learn stuff that you know isn't going to work, so you start getting shorthands for what you know is going to work. So, you, I do actually think you get better. I think part of it is that you get more discerning, and part of it is that you know how the bad mistakes get made, and you know how to avoid those more easily.
1: I agree. At work, we're doing this thing. It's for the sales team, but they included our team too. And it's um, uh, sales uh, joke writing for sales teams is what it's called. So he's like (laughs) teaching us how to write jokes, but really, it's not. I mean, it is about the joke, but to me, it's more about like how you think about, you know, formulating an argument is really how I like to see it. And like the jokes don't actually have to be that funny, but there's this whole process. And he taught us the process. And there's a great video. I'll send it to you. Maybe I think it's um, Slate or something, which is like how late night talk shows uh write jokes okay and it's like again he goes way more in depth but like that summarizes like the process which is like it's not like you're just like "Mm, this is funny it's like there's a process to it right it's like anything else and so if you and that's my thing too many people think "Eh, i'm just gonna write i'm just gonna make music like no no, it's it's it's,
0: this is all it's so much as process um in like a big way and i'm gonna say this like for my music making there, there's stuff where I'm like,
1: I, I've. You do fidget around. I'm sure you're like, what is this sound? What's that sound? Yeah, like? but I, then-
0: I do fidget. But
1: I think, w- w- yeah, but
0: what I was going to say is, even when I think my songs are better now, even if the underlying material isn't as good, I just have such a better process now that even when I'm working with worse stuff, it comes out better because I've just. The, the way that I'm doing things is better. And like each song, even if it's like not as good of a song, under like the underlying stuff isn't as good as the the previous song i'm just have learned better process and for me i'm still really early in like learning process and i don't have any like professional process training so i'm sure that there's stuff where it's like if someone showed it to me i'd be like oh that is so much smarter than how i was (laughs) doing things i was choosing the least efficient path and i didn't even think about it but like I'm just learning better processes. So even when like the, I've got worse underlying ideas, yeah. the the way that I translate it is much better.
1: Yeah. And you can more quickly figure out if it's actually yeah. good or bad. Yeah. So um, do you have any other thoughts on 2021? Uh, Cause the next section is typically bold predictions. So like I'll this, save a bold prediction for 2021.
0: Yeah, I feel like this entire discussion has
1: kind of been like l- bold ish predictions is kind of yeah, been what this discussion bolded. has been. So, so fine. I'll, I will bet. I don't know what the over under is on the blue Jays. Okay. But I, th- I, I think we're going to outperform. I really think...
0: I, I actually want to say, the last time that we... Before the previous season, we actually spoke of this, and we said we thought they'd be about a 500 team. Last year. Last year. And they outperformed that by... And I
1: said 2021 was the year, I think. Yeah. And I think we I...
0: said... I think you said 2021, and I said 2022 for Timeline. Um, both you, right. you, I think you were more right, but we both have the same general idea for the 2020 season. So what's your prediction for the 2021 season?
1: Like specifically baseball.
0: Yeah. Cause you were talking about the blue Jays, what you thought the over under was. Let's say the over under is, is it a full season or no? I don't know. Let's say uh pro rated over 162 games. I'm guessing the over under. I was going to say 86 or 87. Okay.
1: Yeah. I'm going to go over. I think See, <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I want to say Vladdy continues to underperform because it's like that every year there's this whole quote where every year someone's like, oh, in the best shape of his life. And I don't know if you saw a photo of Vladdy, but like he looks like he's in the best shape of his life. Yeah, I do remember seeing that. So I will say he's better than he's been, but he's still not great. Yeah, I don't think he's He's good. He's good. I think he's going to be good, but still not great. And I think it's going to take another year for him to really step it up. I think Bo underperforms as well from what people expect, but I think almost everyone else does better. I literally think it's like Simeon plays great, Springer plays great. I feel like Hernandez might regress. He's gonna. Reg- you're right. He's gonna regress from what it was last year, but I still think he's yeah. gonna be good. I don't know yeah. what people's expectations are, but like he's. I think he's gonna be like low OBP, lots of homers.
0: Yeah, I, I can easily see that. Um, I like that prediction. Um, yeah. Um, I, I don't have a full fold prediction. You said that you. Would I have for a- other sports for football. Oh, you know, we actually haven't talked about it at all. Is we haven't talked about um, the Super Bowl, which is coming up in, in yeah, seven days. Brady wins. Putting money on Brady. I actually don't want him to win, but I'm also like, well, don't you have in the football, the family football
1: pool? If Brady wins, then you win a bunch of money. Exactly. So it's it's partly um, like I want it to happen, but it's also partly. And again, this is not like what I actually think will happen. Normally, I'm like, what do I actually think will happen? What I actually think will happen is. The Chiefs are a better team, if you ask me.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think the Chiefs are going to win. But
1: I think Brady's going to make it. Mahomes is going to be there again. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. So give it whatever. So I didn't want Mahomes to make it. I wanted it to be the Bills versus the the. Bucks. I don't think
0: Josh Allen's there yet.
1: No. And well, I also wanted them to make it because they've never won, and I think the Bills are going to have a huge progression next year. But obviously, they already <laughs> they already didn't make it. Yeah. So I want. I like let Brady go out with a bang. I think it's a great team. I do think it's closer than people think. Um, and I think there's something to be said for home field advantage because of COVID in that in a typical year, even if it was Tampa Bay and it's in Tampa Bay, you'd still see tons of chiefs fans. I think it's going to be overwhelmingly Floridians because, No one can interstate travels, type of stuff, or there's going to be a lot harder. Yeah, Yeah. so I I think you're going to see a lot more of a home base, and typically, home field advantage is worth what three points. So, if you give them half of that one and a half points, and the current spreads three and a half, you basically think that the Chiefs
0: are within a field goal.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, either if you think if you think that's baked in, then it's a two point game, if you think it's not baked in, then you think they actually have like, uh, you know. More like it's a five point yeah. advantage, so I don't know it's it sh- I think it's going to be a good game.
0: yeah I think it's going to be a good game um I, I do how long do you think Brady is going to continue to play if he wins this I think part? he's done after this you think, I think he should
1: you think he'll retire if he wins? Yeah, I think he should. I don't know if he will, but I think he should.
0: I think that would be really interesting to see him and Breeze retire like within
1: a couple of weeks of each other and just sort of be like turn over. Let me be honest, I don't think he will retire. I think he should.
0: Yeah. Okay. I think if he wins, he should retire cuz then it's just like, yep, you've shown that you can do it without Belichick. You've,
1: you've Yeah. You literally it. if you if you do that, then you're like I'm done. Like you have nothing else to prove. It's over. How how do you feel about your previous prediction
0: about Belichick versus versus Brady, where you thought Brady would underperform and Belichick would overperform? So so
1: far it's been the opposite. But yes. I will also say that, I mean, there's no doubt that I thought, Bre- uh, so Brady has definitely overperformed.
0: Yes, compared to he your also has had a great team.
1: Yes. Now, how much of it is because of Brady? I don't know, but I think it has reset my expectations around Brady um as for belichick that team's pretty garbage <laughs> and yeah. and they had the most sits due to COVID. so i think it says a lot more about brady than it does about belichick if you ask yeah. me where you had cam newton playing like trash you had so many injuries you had so many people sitting out um so i think that that was a lot harder situation meanwhile you got in tampa bay uh, a team that you know I kept saying it like Jameis Winston threw thirty touchdowns last year, but also thirty interceptions. It's like if you just get rid of the interceptions, you have yourself a, a a a team that's championship worthy, and that's all they did. And Brady still threw a bunch of interceptions, but like just way less. So I think that team is so talented that again, I still thought it's still amazingly they did it at this age. Was he forty two, forty three, something like that? And so it's still crazy that he could even perform up to that level, but like. It has not moved my my priors that much. It has moved Belichick a little. It's given me a little le- more pause on Belichick and given a little less pause on Brady. But like, if I would like to see it again one more year, and if it happens again, then it will completely reset because I still think that this was very much situational for both.
0: Well, here's the thing: if 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 Brady w- if, if Brady wins the Super Bowl and retires, so that's the end of the information that you get. Where is your where do you stand now on Brady and the overrated debate?
1: I still think he's overrated. There's no doubt. Like it, there's nothing you could do to make me think otherwise because he someone at work said he was the greatest athlete ever. Athlete? Athlete. Irrelevant. So said, he's not the most athletic, he's the greatest athlete. i was like, "Okay, what about Jackie Robinson? What about Bill Russell? What about Usain Bolt? What about like you could name?" I'm like, uh, "To me, not even close. He's not the greatest athlete. There's no doubt about it. And that's my point. He will always be over it because if he wins, his rating will go up his rating is always going to go up quicker. Than his reality. If he wins, is everyone going to say he's the greatest ever?
0: People already say that.
1: So people already say it. So they'll think he's even more of the greatest ever. And I'm thinking, like, there's nothing that you can do. There's no amount that could make me think he's the greatest ever. Eh, I want to say no amount. He could, maybe he could, but I think it's like too difficult for me to really think that he's the greatest ever. And so if you still think, if that's where his rating stays and his rating doesn't go down, I don't see it going down considering you into the Super Bowl i don't think i'll ever change my mind i might it might narrow i might say hey he's the he's the second best quarterback or he's you know he's top 10 of all time but like again it's a completely different sport versus like something like basketball where like a lebron james or a michael duran can single-handedly bring a team to the championship brady has never single-handedly done anything no it's impossible to single hand like yeah bruce arian's a great coach they have a great defense. They have great offensive weapons. I'm like, is Brady a huge contrib- uh like piece of that? Yes, massive. He's a, he's a major piece. But I am not convinced that if you plugged in uh, five other quarterbacks, that they wouldn't also be in that place, like current quarterbacks. Okay. Um, so again, the, I could be wrong.
0: So that that's bold predictions. Um, movie of the week time. Let's do it. All right. So this week, y- you po- you picked Battle Royale. I did. Okay, and so I'm you, not sure why. Yeah. Uh, you picked Battle Royale. So why don't you talk us? Why don't you lead us off on this one? Why you picked Battle Royale? Honestly,
1: so the main reason I did is because I wanted to watch it because I'd heard some great things about it for the longest time. And I need an excuse to watch it. And this was an excuse. This is like, honestly, I'm so happy about all the movies that, like, I was just talking with Aaron the other day about uh, Sorry to Bother You. Oh, one of was, our first ones.
0: That was the best pick because I don't know if I would have gone around to Never watch it. Never would have
1: seen that otherwise. And I loved it.
0: Yeah. I was. i I really okay i'm not sure i loved it i really 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 enjoyed it and i'm glad i watched it a huge amount but i got well well, we just listen to that episode if you want my opinions
1: yeah now as for battle royale it's good i actually did not love it as much as i thought i was gonna love it but i thought there was some really interesting points in it i thought one so one thing that's completely unrelated to the actual movie is like the book it's based on a book is a book or a graphic novel I thought it was a book but it might be a graphic novel that came out like a year before the movie came out so i'm thinking is this book it, was it that big a hit that they like immediately started production on a movie or did they oh, have it always so in- some books like
0: get optioned like the set like yeah like jurassic park was optioned i think before the book came out
1: yeah so like first of all this must have been like just i don't know a massive hit because it's like literally it's like the book came out you know nine months to whatever it is 12 months before the yeah, very quick turnaround very quick turnaround um, so, I thought that was interesting um obviously it's you know it was kind of the first of these adult fiction ones, like you would compare this to uh the hunger games probably well, I
0: think' the, that's the most apt one that people will talk about, yeah, because
1: so then you have to say, okay, did it do a better job of the hunger games? I think the hunger game's definitely uh more approachable, but I thought there was some interesting things about this one i think the most interesting one that differed from this to the other one was like how every each of the kids took the news that
0: yeah that's okay
1: so you know for those who don't know basically the you know these kids are i'll say kidnapped put on an island and they sit and told hey you have to kill your friends otherwise we'll kill you all you have an implant in your neck and it'll explode last one standing wins go yeah
0: it's it's one ninth grade class every year i also think it works well with like ninth grade is what like 15 years old about? I like
1: that well so i mean then there were some things i'll just i guess i'll say them quickly that like i thought didn't make sense it's like in the hunger games everyone knows about it yeah in this world we're supposed to believe that nobody knows about this yeah that that I, okay
0: i was watching some of it again and it's just like the fact that ninth graders aren't hyper aware that like
1: holy shit this is like the yeah. year
0: or or like you're, you're like told hey there's a school trip coming up yeah i just like i opt out thank you so very like much. that's my point does
1: the nation know about this
0: Yeah, like very clearly, there's like news coverage of it from like the opening scene. I know.
1: So then that's my point. It's like, so how do kids not know about it? Why are they that surprised? I'm with you. I think in this world, kids are just so checked
0: out from society because like there is like talk that there was like a youth revolt where they they rebelled against the government. I know. So I feel like maybe like this is a version of the future where kids are so checked out of society that they just aren't. They don't know that the kids are about to be murdered. (laughs) Yeah, that is like that is a big flaw. But like huge. So I thought that was weird.
1: Yeah, but so then each of these kids they go, and I like that some some kids basically immediately said, you know what, I'm not participating.
0: I'm opting out of this. And they just commit suicide. Yeah.
1: Um, and then others said, you know what, well, let's work together. Let's yeah. try to find a way out. So there's some kids that tried to like create an explosion and they hack in and they're trying to they're yeah. trying to hack the system and then explode the building so they can all get out. And then there's others that all got locked out, like go together in a lighthouse. And they all say, "Hey, let's all just hang out, and we'll just wait for the three days, and you know, yeah. whatever happens, happens." Well,
0: there's also those two girls who like, the, the two girls with the megaphone who just like start shouting, "Let's all just work together. Let's make peace." And then um, immediately get killed. Kiriyama, who's like the there's the two transfers. There's Kiriyama yeah. who's just like you see him. You're just like, I see that haircut. This guy's evil and crazy. Yeah. And then there's... Oh yeah. Yeah. I think they do a really good job of establishing without telling you anything about Kiriyama and Kawada. That's just like, this guy's like a hero and this guy's an insane killer. And yeah, I don't need to see anything else to know these two guys. Just based on the hair. Yeah, just the hair and the other guy wearing like the headband looks like he's straight out of a John Woo movie. Um, Just Kiriyama shoots the two of them, then steps on one of them, grabs the microphone and just amplifies their screams. I'm just like, holy shit. Yeah, That is... Cold blooded insanity. At its okay, peak. and
1: then there's that. So then there's a guy who's just here to. He literally transferred in in to order to people. murder people. Yeah. Okay, so you got the psycho. Yeah. Then you've got um, people who use this time, I guess, to um, prove things about themselves. Yeah. Like there's the girl who like thinks she's not worthy, and so she's trying to prove that she's worth it. You know, the one who uh, with the uh, she had the taser, and then she gets the gun from the other girl. Oh.
0: Uh, Mitsuko the, Yeah the, she's like the Fifth Fourth yeah. First fifth, she starts With the sickle Then she kills yeah. The girl with she, the She's taser. doing it
1: Like she's killing people To prove to herself That she's She's, she's also just crazy Yeah she's crazy But like that's my point it's, Like She's not doing it I don't think she wants to win I think she's like Trying to prove To herself Or to her parents Like that she's worthy That was yeah. like I can't remember like, the dialogue But there was a lot about that She
0: justifies her craziness And like we also see In her backstory That she's got some like Trauma Back yeah. in there Um,
1: then there's, um, there's, and then there's people who are like, it also says like, do you trust people? Like, it's a lot about like, you know, there's some people that are so too trusting. Yeah. And then there's others that are so not trustworthy. Like one woman, one girl, she kills some guy and then he's like, I came here to tell you that I love you. Yeah. Right. And so it's like heartbreaking, but it's like, to me, it's all about like, what is, what is that? It's it's a giant experiment, and it brings out in in like the 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 real human in you. And so to me, it's like a lot of these other movies. You know, Aaron and I just watched uh, um, Trading Places again, oh, yeah. which I love. Yeah, which the whole movie is an experiment. What's true nature versus nurture? Can you change someone? The usual <laughs> bet. Yes. So exactly. But like, I think some of the best movies tell something fundamental about human nature. And I think this is like when faced with death. Like your true animal self, some of them are some of you are killers deep down inside, and you do whatever it takes. some of you guys are survivors, and some of you guys are you know i'm I'm gonna do what it takes to try to win, but like i'm I'm with my friends, you know what I mean, yeah, so I think that that was that was my favorite part about it, and then there's some good action it was interesting yeah.
0: um yeah um i I thought the you're right the the variety of different reactions is really interesting, I also thought that because it, like, takes place when, like, these kids are, like, supposed to be, like, 15, we still see that, like, social standing and and social currency still has, like, some meaning. Like, with uh, with Mitsuko, the, the girl who, like, gets the stun gun, when she first runs into the other girl, the other girl's, like, nice to her because she's like, oh, this was the popular girl. And, like, you can yeah. still see that somehow in this world where it's just, like, no, 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 we're all just gonna kill each other. Somehow, like, social standing has currency still, which yeah. is, like, weird. I guess it says a lot about teenagers.
1: Yeah, for sure, but, I mean... It's almost, you know, it's like a little, um, what's the one with the conch shell and all the teenagers? Oh,
0: yeah. Lord of the Flies. Which Lord of
1: the, it's like Lord of the Flies if they actually were like, but you have to kill each other. It's yeah. like there's this whole, which again, another one where it tries to say something about human nature and like, what are we deep down? Like, what are these kids trying to do yeah. with society? When was the last time that you read that? Like, Not so long. Back in like school or something? Yeah.
0: yeah. I reread it like um, maybe a year or two, probably two years ago. It's actually amazing. Lord of the Flies yeah. like is like definitely a, it's a quick reread but you should reread it. Have I have to reread it. I've got a copy somewhere there. I'll nice. I'll lend it to you if you want it.
1: I have 3 books out from the library right now so Yes. Yeah. Are so. they all non-fictions? Yes. Well, what was the last fiction book you read? Um, I actually did read a fiction book recently. Uh, what was it? Can't even remember. <laughs> no. It was semi-recently. <laughs> semi-recently. Define semi-recently. Like within a year. Okay. Um
0: one fiction book in the past year. How yeah. how no? Fuck! Dude. What was it? <laughs> um. But anyways, I'll I'll talk while you're thinking. Okay. So um, I love when we, they first get dropped in there. The promotional video of like the girl explaining. Oh the yeah, role. That was funny. So cheery, and I love that the teachers like responding to the video. He just like everyone say hello. Um. Yeah. I also like that like it gets into it pretty quickly. Like the first student's dead at like the. 14 minute mark and like there's all this backstory about the characters but like it doesn't take place in the beginning that's all told in flashbacks that way you don't slow down the beginning and like the second that like the battle royale starts they start dropping like flies yeah like by the first announcement which is supposed to be like six hours in you got 14 of them dead that's a third of the population gone in six hours and it's just like also the, the we're attached to uh, what's his name like perspective, and so we don't see what's going on outside until he goes outside, and then it's just like, crossbow through the neck, the guy drops the crossbow and gets yeah. shot by the other guy, and it's just like, the second that it's out there, it's just like, everything's going off. I love that. Um, I, I also like that the weapons distribution is so, unfair. so unfair. You got a pot but lid and you got a crossbow, and a fucking assault rifle, and a yeah. machine gun.
1: So, and I guess this was were they trying to say something about that? That was the other thing. Like, to me, this is a book that seems like it's trying to say a lot. And I got a little, but I'm either like, either I'm missing a lot or it's not doing a good job of saying as much as it thinks it's oh, saying.
0: I just think the weapons distribution is just to be like, we're just we're just going to fucking... This isn't gonna be fair. No, this but was I be... trying to say like life's not fair? It's no. like okay, here's my question. I think that's question. just like about like just the cruelty of this whole thing. It's just like yeah, you gotta survive. Your your best friends are gonna try and murder you with uh
1: crossbows, and you're gonna get binoculars yeah. <laughs> so
0: you can see the
1: crossbow really, really yeah. detailed. Well, every again, everything has like a use, but yes, there are definitely some better ones. But what was the whole reason why they did it? Why like like, the Battle Royale Act exists at all? Wasn't it like, oh, you kids don't know responsibility, so you gotta learn responsibility. There was there was a youth
0: revolt, and this is essentially the government saying, We're going to put you in your goddamn place. place. We run this shit. Don't ever forget that we're in control and you have no power, because we can do this to you because we feel like it.
1: Okay. Now, here is my It's a terrible idea. It's (laughs) such a dumb idea. Because And this is the biggest thing. If everyone knew about this and all the ninth graders knew about it, that makes sense. But we, again, we seem to think the ninth graders don't seem to know about it. Yeah. That, that to me is like the one big thing. So in the end, the only person who really learns a lesson is one person. The one survivor learns, Oh fuck the government's for real, but you killed everyone else who would have learned a lesson. Otherwise. And again, none of the other ninth graders seem to know what's going on. They aren't aware of this. So they're not learning this lesson. So to me, it made no sense. In The Hunger Games, where everyone sees, everyone's watching, everyone's aware, Oh, the tribute, the tribute. Okay, you understand they have the power. That makes sense. So yeah. I, done a lot better in The Hunger Games in that sense.
0: Yeah, I, I will say that, like, alternatively, you could believe that the ninth graders do know about this. But it's just when he asked, does anybody know what this is, is about? They're just all so in shock that they don't respond to him. And it's also kind of a shock that it's just like, oh yeah, the former teacher who you guys were all dicks to, he's now, <laughs> re- able, like, got- also that's pretty quick advancement in two years to go from being like a teacher who's not involved in the BR program to just be like, I know, run this program in two years. Like, he's, he's a social climber,
1: that guy. Two years, quick turnaround. <laughs> that's a question I have about that too. Are we supposed to believe that he... He was their seventh grade teacher. Correct. But are we supposed to believe that he social climb there or is it that whoever you choose we pick that seventh grade teacher and they run it i i think it's or that, is it that he I was always he, in the br and he just happened to be the seventh grade teacher and well, all the seventh grade teachers are secretly in the br no I, I
0: i think that he left after he got stabbed and he worked really hard to move up in the br program and my guess is that there's probably a bunch of people who it's probably hard to keep people in the program about children murdering each other unless if they're, like, absolute psychopaths like uh, he is. So maybe it's just, like, there's high turnover in that yeah. department. Yeah, um, maybe it's, like, let's find some great teachers. Maybe the private teachers. sector
1: is... they <laughs> hate their students.
0: Yeah, you know what? It's it's a public sector job, and maybe the private sector for child murdering is just, like, taking all the the best <laughs> candidates from the public sector jobs. Who knows? Um, but uh, I, I think we're supposed to believe that he was in charge no matter what, um, and he just rose quickly, and... I mean, he says that that class was chosen at random. Do you believe that, or do you think he was well, just so like— that's my
1: point. What are the odds that that class was chosen at random of— uh, Again, this is Japan? I don't sorry, think it was Japan? Chosen. Yeah, This is Japan.
0: Okay. So how
1: many kids are in that class?
0: Uh, I think that— it, Do you care about how many kids are in that class or how many ninth grade classes there are? Both. I, I think that there's 42 kids in that class. Okay. It says.
1: And then how many ninth grade— I think
0: they say that there's like 4,000 ninth grade classes. Okay.
1: The odds one in four thousand that he would pick that one. You either have to believe. I think he. I think he just tipped he the scales. He picked it. Yeah. Okay, he could have done that. Or again, it could be that. Like I still, uh, the way I interpret it again could be wrong. Is like he was chosen because the class was chosen. Yeah, but why would you choose a teacher from two like your seventh
0: grade teacher to do this? I don't know, and don't you think like some seventh grade teachers would like their their
1: their kids? No, but that's again. Cause my like, whole thinking was like every seventh grade teacher is secretly in the program, and they're and you get okay. promoted no. only when I, you again. That's just how I interpreted. It. I also
0: how okay. I also think that this program's only been around for like maybe I think they say only like this is like maybe the third year of it or fourth year of it. So it's not like it's been around for very long because there's like we know that there's at least one previous one because of Kawada. Yeah. Actually, this this might actually be just, like, the third one. Because we know that Kawato won his. We know that from the beginning that a girl won one of the years, when, it like, the news the is reporting on yeah. yeah, And we know that the youth revolt
1: See, was so, probably
0: coincided with two years ago because that's when um, Kitano was stabbed and the class said, we're taking the day off because we feel like it. So my guess is maybe this is only the third year of it happening. Right. Could be. I don't
1: know. I mean, also, I didn't realize... That that news report was supposed to be from earlier. I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's maybe a, a the future, a, future. Yeah, I don't know. So
0: maybe this is only the second one. Maybe, maybe no, it be this. the third.
1: I thought Kawada said that it wasn't last year. Maybe it was.
0: Yeah. So maybe it's like only the third one that's happened. So maybe it's a relatively recent program. What do you think what, of the ending? Oh, um, the ending where they they like fake their death and get out and I I, I like it because like they they kind of beat the system, but like they'll never be. Comfortable. Again, they'll always have that hanging over them, but got each other. um I agree. Yeah,
1: it was nice. it's nice. That's like that's the only thing that matters. It's like that you, you they get to spend it with each other. They get to spend comfortable it with silences.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they do. Um, yeah. I just, I, I just also just, I kind of want to talk about uh Kiriyama, the the insane crazy guy. Yeah. Just because, like, we see him. He his like initial starting thing was a fan and like he goes and he gets caught by this gang and he like wipes them all out immediately and takes all of their weapons and like discards the fan and takes like a machine gun, a pistol, a bunch of grenades and a katana yeah. and it's just like okay, i know this guy is going to be like the big bo- like the yeah. final boss at the end. This guy's nuts. Um all of, all of his all of his kills are just crazy. It's good action movie stuff. What's the best kill? um i i think the i think the 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 megaphone but either that or katanaing the guy who had the the bulletproof vest it was just yeah. like oh so glad i survived and then he just looks up and the guy just <laughs> yeah i think i do think that the the megaphone one though because that's like the first time that our our characters come to understand who this guy is and it's just like
1: and i think it's the first time that they kind of get the sense that it's like you can't trust other people necessarily like I, I again those the the two main characters are the most trusting of each other, yeah. but slowly this oh should we be trusting should yeah. we like continue to trust I don't know yeah um
0: man I I just um I I also I like all the things that happen at the lighthouse yeah that is a great bunch of stuff because there's like the the girl there's all the girls there one of them has a crush on him I'm pretty sure yeah and then there's the one girl who's there who witnessed. Um, him and Oki, who was the guy who attacked him with the axe, yeah. and Oki took the axe to the head, so she thinks that Shoyu is a murderer and then shows how quickly they all turn, turn on each other. other. that yeah. was literally what I was thinking it's oh like, my god it's 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 an amazing thing just for like showing not just
1: that. that like he could have been locked up there forever because he was locked in but like not just I mean again, it's a movie, but I kept thinking like, why wouldn't she speak up and just, like she poured the poison in. And then instead of saying, no, 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 don't eat that or something, she lets it happen. Then that person dies. Then they all start turning on each other. Why is she? Oh, my God. You know what? I had some poison in my backpack. Maybe it fell in like anything. You could have said anything. Yeah. Instead, uh, they all die.
0: They all die. And then she throws herself off the lighthouse and show you just wakes up. He's just like, what the fuck Yeah, <laughs> So, yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Um couple little things that that i i find kind of humorous like the the guys who try and build the bomb when in the end when they're moving the bomb out before all the guys who built the bomb die yeah they're pretty reckless with moving an explosive i'm just like you gotta you gotta be careful it's we're dealing with science here yeah (laughs) um and yeah um i had something else wait a second give me a second i'll remember what it was um oh all the flashbacks that show them playing basketball can't remember which one of them, but one of those kids who's on the basketball team, just so bad. Just yeah. so bad. I was just watching just like, oh, my God, this is awful. It's a good I, thing you died. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God. Although, like some of the other scenes, it showed pretty good ball movement, you know? Lots of quick passes to get to, to someone under the rim for an easy layup. I kind of appreciate seeing So really
1: just bad defense?
0: You know, I don't know. Bad defense or just like... I remember he's at the top of the key, throws to someone in the corner, which wow. draws the defense you in. and remembered then remembered
1: way too much. About I just like good ball movement. Good ball Battle movement Royal. is just
0: good. Like, Isn't that the most beautiful stuff in basketball, though? When you're just like, I do this isn't it. yeah, this isn't like someone was just like, oh, it doesn't matter how much you've covered me. I can just hit this three because I'm just that talented at yeah. that. No, I mean, no, and it's just I love like, that too. But yeah,
1: you like Greg Popovich's The Beautiful Game, which I love too. I love yeah. great passing and ball movement and teamwork and movement. I mean, I also just sometimes love. It's, it's not that I dislike Hero Ball. It's I dislike the brand of Hero Ball was just like,
0: yeah, jump shot,
1: yeah, jump well, shot
0: because I can't pull up because I can't.
1: That's yeah. just boring to me. Well, <laughs> I think it can be exciting when it goes in at the end of a game, but by itself, it's like it's 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 the play itself isn't that good. It's that the moment's good. Like I remember I was watching something on NBA.com. dot was like best plays of the year, and a bunch of the top ten were like game-winning shots but i was like some of these are like if you didn't know that it won the game the play itself kind of sucks. yeah if this isn't an the second, if, if, is an open jump shot
0: is this the middle of the
1: second quarter no one gives a shit about so it's not play. best plays it's best moments and that's my thing it's like you can have some like the Kawhi shot is a great i mean that's just a great play that's hero ball yeah it, but it's an amazing moment and a great shot because that's just like insane that it happened like that but like is it a great play yeah it's I, like, it's
0: just like fr- from like, if I'm a coach, I'm just like, uh yeah. But like if I'm just like a fan, which I am, I
1: can yeah, sometimes, and just- it's ama- you're like, Holy shit. I can't believe that goes still. When I see that, I'm like, what the fuck? But yeah, like there's better plays where you're like, Oh my God, he back cut him and then he went under and then he did a, a bounce pass through the middle, easy layup underneath. And you're like, yeah, that looked way too easy or something like that. Like just good movement makes it happen. Any other thoughts on, uh, I I like this movie better than you I think
0: it's I think it's just besides like literally two things which is just like move that bomb more carefully and how do these kids not know about this yeah that's my biggest issue those those two those two things you fix those two and I love this movie and like really only only the second one like the moving the bomb recklessly it's just like maybe they're just like stupid kids because they don't know how to build the bomb there's just one of them who knows how to build the bomb and these other two are just his grunts so obviously they're not being careful enough
1: I agree the um, biggest problem with it is like the I would say like the underlying it, premise, but like it's hey. bad ball play. You know, you just <laughs> that one ball player, you just ruined the movie for. Yeah, right? exactly. That's
0: the that's the real issue. Is is the basketball scenes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, besides that, I really I really enjoyed the movie. Oh, I also like Kawada, who's like the the good transfer who like saves the saves our two main characters. I like how every time like, he's talking about things, he talks about, oh, my father used to be a this, and his father has like seven different jobs over the course of the yeah. movie. Like his father was a doctor or a cook or a fisherman yeah. or something but like it,
1: that. But uh, no, I do love that. But I, his father was not none of those things.
0: Yeah, I know. I just like that's a good, like, it's good character building. It is. That it does that. I like that character. I was sad to see him die too. He's the he, best. He's he's great. I just like the way that he holds that shotgun. It's just like no one holds a shotgun like that except this guy and other. He's he belongs in a John Woo movie. Yeah, like he should be in like Hard Boiled or something he could like be. that.
1: I don't know the actor. Well,
0: right? you know he could be. Uh, John Woo's Chinese. This was Japanese. So I kind of doubt, kind of doubt it. And that was mildly racist by you, Josh. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, what, just because he's Asian, he could have been in that movie? No, because I don't know who the actor is, and he could have been.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, that's all it's, I've Oh, tried. my God. So, yesterday in Trading Places, Aaron said, is that Giancarlo Esposito? And normally she's wrong when she says that stuff. I'm like, no, it's just a Hispanic actor. But it was Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah, he's, he's, been, he's been working a lot forever. Yeah. But like, then she said, isn't that the dad from... Uh, from uh someone i was like that i'm 100 percent sure he's not it was like oh is not the dad from malcolm in the Ma-? no that's not him. It, no the dad from
0: malcolm the Ma- Frank Cranston. it wasn't
1: it wasn't actually that but it was another one of these shows from back he's like, the
0: dentist from
1: seinfeld that's I who know. he is <laughs> but it was like you had your one lucky shot no more
0: <laughs> yeah Giancarlo esposito has been doing good work for like ever yeah. like he's got a long history also in whatchamacallit um spike lee movies yeah. and stuff oh was, you know you know why bugging i bugging
1: out and um and do the right thing i haven't seen do the right thing but oh but really i thought you, you liked, know whatever. i do like spike lee
0: that's like his
1: i know do you know what who i recognized in this movie though in uh train places there's a character in it for two seconds he's the train conductor who says take this monkey to the back like literally that's his only line it's the guy from Airplane who's like, what can you make of this? I can I make a make hat. I can, I can make, make a boat. this. I was like, that's the dude. That's the fucking dude. And I was right. I got a very distinctive face.
0: That guy's so good in Airplane, though. Yeah. He's, he's also used for the right amount. You get like. Rapunzel,
1: Rapunzel. Rapunzel.
0: <laughs> oh, God. love that mean, movie. Yeah. He's great in it. Um, so, yeah, that's what I've got. Also, like, Also, so you got the ending of the movie. I don't know which version you saw, but like in in the version I saw, it's got like the the coda where it's just like there like running off and and then there's like the scenes of like the extended dream sequences from earlier on in the movie. No, that wasn't in it. It's like a thing that says requiems and it shows like the dream sequence of like the, the thing where the basketball goes up backwards to the guy, or the scene where the the teacher is with the girl by the river and stuff like that. I
1: saw that but that was earlier. Yeah, so it, it, I, I in, didn't see it in okay. extended. No.
0: In the extended version, there's like Requiem's where it shows the full versions of those scenes uninterrupted after the end of the movie, oh. which is just like really Why? weird. So Why would you put it there? Did, did I tell odd. you ever
1: that I had an idea to make... Um, I mean, I always say it's like director's cut with Blade Runner where it's like depending on which version you see, the like the meaning is different, right? Yeah. But I wanted to do that where it was like basically... The whole movie would be the same, except for like the final ten minutes. Well, oh, you've minute talked scene. about this, and like, It'd like be from different two different regions. people's perspective, yeah. and you need to see both to actually know what happened. Wasn't
0: there something like that? The something the the uh, there was two movies, something called the the tragedy of Eleanor Rigby, and then there was him and tragedy of Re- Eleanor Rigby, her, and there was uh, oh. the story of a relationship, and each one was told from a different. Oh. And then I think there was a third version, which was like a cut together both of both them called. Eleanor Rigby them. I'll I'll search up the name of the movie because I know I've,
1: there's there's been other things. Like I know there's like the great there was one about a train robbery and one's from the c- r- robbers' point of view and one's from the police's point of view. Um The
0: Disappearance of Eleanor Rigby is the name of the movie and it stars James McAvoy and Jessica Shastain. Okay so nice good, cast. Yeah, good cast. Um I've never seen it, but it's um yeah, there was him, her, and then them were the three versions. Um yeah. So that's uh that's what I've got about that one. So yeah, someone actually took your idea. Um and ran with it. Yeah. You should sue you should sue Ned, <laughs> I Ned <had> that Benson <laughs> director of the yeah. movie. I had that idea. Yeah. Um so all right, uh you got anything else to add? Or are you ready to close out? I'm ready to close out. All right,
1: so before wrap up. before we Wait, go what are more words for wrap up, close uh, out, I, shut I, down.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Um before we go, Josh. I know that you're totally not expecting this right now. Did you have just talking
1: a secret word? <laughs> no, I actually didn't. Was it requiem? Yes, it was. Ah, nailed it! You've you've become the first
0: one to catch someone. Congratulations! You made it too obvious. Yeah, I completely because forca- you know
1: why you forgot about it until the whole time until the end. I was like, oh, oh I, I, I did. Got you. I totally I got you. <laughs> you
0: you just like you've you've just read me like a fucking open book right there. Oh. <laughs> Now, you're going to make my audio editing job so much harder, Josh. Thankfully, it's right at the end. Seriously? I, you know what? I might just have to cut out this entire segment where you no! catch <laughs> me. All right. So, before we go, let's just uh, talk about what we'll be talking about next week. I think um, so. We've got for uh, Jam Session, you've chosen um, one of my favorite albums of all time. You've chosen uh, Low by David Bowie.
1: Looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, it's uh, an awesome album for um, our discussion. I guess we'll be talking about the Super Bowl. Will be our main point of discussion, or yeah, yeah. And then for movie of the week, I have selected uh, Run Lola Run, which is awesome movie. Um, yeah, that has to do with fate and will and stuff like that. Ooh, yeah, I like yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm really excited to because he- you've never seen it, right? No,
1: and it's not English, is it? No, it's it's German. this
0: will be our second german movie german maybe austrian which is probably in the same language but like where it's from it's
1: different i don't know i'm hoping it'll be easy to find online
0: i think i think it should be on one of them it's a well-known
1: enough movie honestly there's a lot of movies where i'm like how can i not find it's just i don't know surprising
0: and also like um and the star of it went on to bigger things after it because she despite not being like a like an, ang- like an English language actress. She went on to be like one of the co-stars of Foreign Identity after this, Franco Potente. So, mm. so like she, she did pretty well off of it. But anyways, so um, I guess uh, let's lead into sign-offs. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. This is Michael Lipton. And this is Josh Lipton. And we have been Just Talking. Talkin'. See you next week.
1: Bye-bye.